Jesus Christ Almighty. <laughs> Unbelievable. sound the same like right now versus yeah. before because like i i'm like my ocd is kicking in right now and i'm watching the microphone levels it goes from 100 to like 93 to 87 you're it fine sounds, you find you that, sound it's it must be processing for you but you sound fine you sound consistent no, it does it auto adjusts yeah. i can't change it but i sound the same right now as i do right now i sound the same as i do right now yes right now right part. Right now, sound the same as I do right now. Yeah. Really? Right now. No, because it goes from 85 to 100. <laughs> and it doesn't automatically adjust back up. That's annoying. It should adjust 15, back up. 15 doesn't matter. It's such a minuscule number. It's not going to affect anything. Except the 15 in my pants. That ain't minuscule. <laughs> 15, 15 centimeters. <laughs> And of All course, right. you're measuring from the back of your balls. <laughs> back of my balls. I'm measuring from the back of my anus. What I'm a way to open the, the show. Yeah. Yeah, what an, what oh, yeah, we're recording. They get to, they get to hear my. Everybody knows. Hello. I say hi, patrons, like it's any other people on their besides patrons. It's nice to say the word patrons, though. Yeah. Listeners. But no, I literally forgot for a second that it's only patrons who are listening. We're talking like we're Mexican today. You know? <laughs> okay. You know how Mexican. That's what's funny. JP does something that's stereotypical Mexican. Okay, it's funny. He doesn't realize it. He doesn't say twenty-two shots. He says twenty-two shots when he talked about his show. Because I always joked about that. How when Mexicans talk, they always put the the emphasis on a different um, part of a conversation. Like a friend of mine for years, I used to call him a Mexican. He's not. He's Italian and Polish. But he used to, instead of saying, "Yeah, last night I was watching TV," not TV, TV. He put the emphasis on the T instead of the V. So I used to say, what are you, Mexican? I used to tell him. So that was for the year. That, you know, for years, that was the joke. But you guys JP, get what I'm talking JP about? JP also does something else very Mexican. He uses the Home Depot parking lot as a bus station. <laughs> <laughs> JP is one day going to uh, You can tell Christian's not feeling well. I am not feeling well. Yeah, because yeah. usually he's laughing. I'm like, oh. The last time I wasn't feeling well, I think it was down here wearing a hoodie as well, trying to sweat it out. <laughs> well, guys... It may be a short show then. And that skeleton in the back is looking better than Christian right now. <laughs> <laughs> you should put that. Like coming out of my, look at it, sweating out of my pores here. It's working. That's it's good. Working. This, no. this should help it. <laughs> they actually say, oh, that's nice. no joke, because when I got really sick once, uh, I bundled up. I was under the covers. I had a, like a heating pad on, and I was sweating my balls off. They actually say it's better to not take off the layers. Be cold, shake, and shiver, and sweat it out that huh. way. Be cold? Yeah. Shake Not sweat it out. No. Shake, rattle, and roll. 
Right, exactly. The honky tonk man. Yeah. Um, and listen to Brandon because I'm sure Dr. Lipschitz gave him all the best advice. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of cats in the bag, look at this. You laughed at me. Oh, last look, he's show gone. Because I, I talked about that trick or treats. No, listen, I talked about that trick or treats cover. When you look at that just walking by, just look real quick. A- an ear, an ear in a bag. See, I always thought it was like a cat tail. You know, did you ever see like a striped cat? You know what I mean? And, and they had the, the for, and not just me. I, I would tease a friend of mine that wanted to watch the movie. I said, you want to watch that movie? A cat in a bag? I want something. And then I would always talk about watching it. So not just me, but other people thought that it was a cat in a bag. Can, can you see how it could be confused as a tail? You know? Mm. Not, not at all. Maybe, <laughs> well, I, I maybe, you. maybe a butthole. You're going to have to post it and get everybody to the, the cult of Z to, to, to say, yes, I agree. Yeah, it's just like everyone saying Jamie Lee looks like a man on the cover of the fog all of a sudden. <laughs> she always did that. She, she's, not, she's not her most attractive in the fog. but I just thought it was a man. I wasn't ragging on her. I didn't know it was Jamie Lee. Just him passing a look. And I think it was the clothes, the jacket looks like a man's jacket. Just look yeah. like a guy. That's all I'm saying. I always thought it was until like years later. And like this, if you just see it in passing, just walking by the video aisle, yes, it could be a cat. But I mean, but if you if, if I put this up and someone or zoomed him. in on it, you know what it looks. You know what it looks like. But, it looks like one of those fake heads that the uh, magician gives to Pee Wee in the magic shop. Yeah, you're right. Wow, what a reference! Like that is a bizarre. Oh, that's what it looks you know, like. I'm looking. I'm staring at it through the bag. It looks exactly like that. But and it also kind of looks like a snake. Did you ever see like a coral snake? You know, like mm. a. Now look at it. Don't can't, can't you see a snake in there? I could see a snake in there. I could see a snake in here. I could see two snakes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're changing it from skunk to snake. <laughs> oh yeah, fucking snake. S people with <laughs> things with S's yeah. are snakes. Yeah. <laughs> Episode 120. Welcome to it. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. I got to tell you, right, to, start, right. to start this show, though, I, I went, uh, I had to drop my daughter off a dance earlier, as Saturdays are kind of crazy, as I mentioned to you guys in chat. But the reality is, on when I, the reality, I don't even know where I came from. On the way back, a song came off my playlist, and I hadn't heard it in ages. And I fucking love it. Uh, it's not even really a song. It's just a track. Do you remember Dave Toole? Message to Harry Manback. This is a joke, I'm sure. No, it's not. It's not a joke. Uh, Harry Harry Manback. Message to Harry Manback. It's not. It the. Of course, it's Tool playing with the name. Wait, whoa, whoa, yeah, yeah, whoa, whoa. Hold on. Yes. Uh, When you said Dave, I didn't realize you were speaking directly. I thought you were saying about two other people. Do you remember Dave Tool? Message to Harry Manback. Oh, that's what I heard it as. Okay, now I know what you're talking oh about. Oh my if god, this, said, this is Dave, you know that true song message to yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Fuck you. Fucking oh. America. Yeah. If you don't know it, Brandon, you gotta listen to it. Write it down. Message to Harry Manback. It's literally an answering machine message from an irate Italian guy speaking a little bit in Italian and a little bit in broken English, and they put this haunting piano track in the background. And it's haunting. It's somewhat freaky because of what he's saying and hilarious. All rolled into one. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm scared to Google Harry Manback, though. <laughs> you won't show up. <laughs> okay, but the thing is, don't have listen, don't have uh don't have Brandon listen to the other one other one though. Fucking um 
um, Der Eggs von Satan. That might really fucking scare him. You know? That's great. That's Ooh, another good one. I know. I, uh... yeah. You know what it is, though? It's a recipe. You know what that song is? <laughs> yeah. Talk it's about, hilarious. About, about eggs. That, yeah. That's why. Yeah. That's what made me solidified me as a Tool fan, because uh, I already had Undertow. But when that album came out, it was every track on that is great. Every track I, on that, it's it's it. I'm so glad because I had the CD for years, and then I lost it, or or it scratched to shit because I played the hell out of it, and they weren't on Apple Music because I guess all the litigation around now they music are, and whatever. Right now they are. They've been out for like six. What were you playing? It on a record player? No, I was ra- I, I I was DJing with it. Yeah. Hey, you were mixing. He was it. trying to. <laughs> you were in the five disc changer. You were I was rotating. trying to I was trying to make myself the, the Cenobite from uh, Hellraiser three. Oh, Prick bastard you. Yes. <laughs> what, Butterball? No CD head. I know CD Butterball. Chatterer, you look more like Chatter today. I want to bite your fucking face off, Chatter. <laughs> <laughs> there should be a Butterball. We we should do a spoof. Of uh, Butterball turkeys? And, yes, he should be a turkey, a walking turkey that's a centipede with like hooks on it. That could be Butterball. That'd be awesome. And then Chatterer could be like some guy that's like, uh, I don't know, tweaking on meth or something or some shit like that. That could would be, be Watson. Funny. See? <laughs> Why is Watson tweaking on meth? <laughs> it's it's the, the energy that when he comes on this show, I, I kind of make it look, I make it sound like a bird, but he always comes on with this height. It almost sounds like, like feels like he didn't, like, Five lines of coke, and it hit, and it's like, okay, guys, I'm here, and then he's like all into the show when he comes on. <laughs> you don't believe me? Go listen back. <laughs> you know what's gonna happen now, don't you? Now, when oh. I do Wadzi with him, when he comes back and everything, he's gonna come on. It's gonna be the fucking quiet storm. No. Hello, this is Mr. Watson. Yes, you're gonna get that in his head. He's gonna get insecure, and everything's gonna change about good old Watson. And it, speaking of you, it worked. Trouble, it worked, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> We have a listener, we have a, a, a patron, of course, Glenn Wolf. All right, he thinks Are that you, you, Christian. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And and he's making fun of him. He thinks you have a problem with him. And he he messaged me the other day, and he says, oh boy. "I'm getting caught up on the past shows, and I just finished the craft show. Christian just hates every movie I pick for you guys. First Attack the Block, and now the Craft. Oh man, really." Yeah, I've come, I've, I have come around a little bit on Attack the Block. I was in a shitty mood. I think I even admitted it afterwards. And and you guys, your love for it, I'm like, yeah. It's just the, it's it's the shitty characters. I just find it hard to relate to them. But I've come around to that one, Mister Wolf. Stomp the yard. Stomp the yard, even more so. I love I love like <laughs> tap dancing. Yeah. Attack the but block and then stomp the fucking yard. The the craft. Thank yeah, you. I'm sorry, Mister Wolf. I, I, well, listen I, to what he says. He, man. You better say that. Listen, he says, I thought he would be the one who liked Attack the Block, and he hated it. And then I figured you would be all about the craft, and he couldn't even talk about it. <laughs> so, yeah, poor Glenn. Wow, I owe Glenn a massive apology. Yep. Yeah. Glenn but doesn't, I, I will sorry. Glenn doesn't thank me for arguing the craft, even though I like it, just because this skunk was so quiet the whole time. No. What, an, what a dick move that was, by the way. No, it wasn't. No, we it had... would have been so much better if I could just sit here and gush on it. The guy that didn't like it was actually keeping his mouth shut, so I wouldn't have to go heads up with anybody about it. It could have been a nice, pleasant show. But I, instead of what getting a beautiful out of it, because spin. this guy did, did, kept his mouth shut, you took his spot. You go, well, I someone's got to entertain a nice Dave. 
You know? Somebody, somebody has to argue it's the true. points. The if negative you don't have anything else. nice to say, you know, it's true that we're doing a show, so you you got to talk heel. about. But I, I do love how Dave sure spun Glenn that around. I wanted to pay 12 bucks to hear Dave just gush over <laughs> and Christian be quiet. I mean, I'd pay 12 bucks for Christian that, to be quiet. That spin was almost as good as a spin I did one time. I One of my good buddies went away to university and one of his roommates or whatever um, had relations with a girl. And after that, they were after that, relations. the girl, they, they made whoopee. The, the, the girl <laughs> realized that she was gay or bi. So he took it really hard. He's like, oh my God, like, what have I done? Like, I mean, was it, I'm like, dude, after you, no other man could compare. So she went to a woman and I made him feel the best he's ever felt in his life. That's a spin. I don't know wow. where that came from. Why I, I remember that. Fuck we're <laughs> so what are you going to do for Glenn? Yeah. <laughs> he's going to turn him something. into a woman. He's going to spin him around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know Heels. what I'm going to do for Glenn. Yeah. Well, does he have another movie? I'll give, I'll give him a movie. No chat. Like, just give us a movie, Glenn. Shoot one at us. Oh, see that? Shoot a movie. Oh, great. Give us a movie. Yeah, Glenn, I owe you a movie. You pick a movie and I'll, I might not like it, but I, I'll, I'll at least be honest about it. Maybe the third time. Yes. Did. But he did say, because we did what we do in the shadows and the way we talked about it, he decided to change it and do it for Halloween on his own podcast because he has a podcast himself. He started one not too long ago and he's, he did it for a while, but then he stopped at the end of April, I think. And now they're coming back. His podcast is called Neek Life. N E E K. Oh, Neek okay. Life. That's how I'll listen to the first five minutes of that show. Even Steven. Okay. <laughs> wait, wait for the new show to come out. He says, okay. wait. Okay. He's never going to listen. Uh Oh, drink a Timmy's. <laughs> that's why i always use this that's why i don't use coffee cups just in case that's the first one i dropped it by the way so and the one on the off chance it happens there you go you want, you want, to, make, shows. You want to make sure that didn't startle oreo and he didn't run away after you dropped that oh boy no there's no animals down here and they, they are all doing just fine right look now. at christian christian I'm, might be dead by the end of the show i'm, I'm sweating like jp waiting for a bus in a home depot parking lot here <laughs> <laughs> There, Brandon, I gave you credit for that joke earlier. <laughs> anyway, and speaking of podcast, I listened the other day to Beyond the Screens because it finally came out because Holly's been talking about it and, you know, it's been coming and coming. And I listened to it and I'm going to, you know, guys, check it out. I listened to the show. They're very review centric. They pick a movie. They come out. It's three of them. They come on, they do the movie now. Here's here's what I like about the show. Number one, they know what they're talking about. They're good. The sound quality is good, all that stuff. They, they do... I don't know if I've again. They've only had two shows that I've heard. See, the first one didn't really count. It was like an introduction. The second one was their first show. They talked about the houses October built. But what they did was this: they came out and they discussed the movie the way we we would discuss the movie for like twenty minutes. And then after that discussion, then they went into their actual review. That wasn't their review. That was a discussion. Then they went to then they went to a walkthrough review. So I'm not a the huge fan of a walkthrough review, but no. if you're gonna do it. But if you're going to do it, I like this. They had the discussion first, and then they had the walkthrough. And they do they do go off the movie. They don't just stick, okay, and this happened in the movie, and this happened. They do talk about other things because you know, they were talking about haunted houses and different experiences they had. So I just wanted to put it over to, to, to check out that show. So so there you go. Another another person. What was Glenn Wolf's show again? Just Because I think I interrupted, so I want to make sure that we get the name out there. Oh, Neat yeah. Life. N-E-E-K. Cool. Yes. Neek life. And somebody who was a Tyler recorded the, um, his podcast the other day. I mean, it's not out yet, but it's been recorded. So that's kind of cool. Is. 
You went on a whole uh, rant last episode about once people start doing their own show, they give a fuck about the shows they're listening to. So, Tyler, that better well, not be you. Hey, Tyler, if you stop giving a fuck, just just continue to be a patron, at least. <laughs> just leave your credit card alone. We'll miss you. You can fuck off. Will... Just leave your credit card on the right. Uh, account. Right. At least we have that going for us if he decides to bail and stick. Maybe he'll just stick around out of guilt. Oh, I feel terrible. I'm not listening or talking to those guys anymore, but I'll still give this. <laughs> I want to shout out, uh, we, we've done it before, but because they never think I listen, Heather and Scott, Friday Nightmares. Oh, they, they, they say I don't listen to their show. So I, I although I haven't really been on the road for work because of COVID and everything like that, we're still have uh, uh, provisions put in a place. I did have to go out one day. So I've I listened to a couple, uh, well, I listened to the first half of the oh, um, first episode. No, 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 no. I've, I've listened before. I'm trying to think. The one where they talked about um, open 24 hours, uh, because oh. I just, and then I listened to the relationship one. I think it's two separate shows. So, yes. it, and, and the cannibal one too. So I've listened to three now, what? all recently, because uh, she was getting mad. That is a great show. And again, it goes back okay. to what I said before, because for whatever reason, I said this before, but they still think I didn't listen. It's the way they communicate with one another. And if Heather doesn't agree with Scott, she'll call him right out on it. Sure. I think there was something about that. Scott worded something one way and Heather's like, well, I don't agree with that or the way you said it. And then and Scott's like, oh, yeah, I agree with that. I was driving with my daughter to work. It was on the relationship show. And then, and I'm like, ooh, Heather just got mad at Scott. And it, it was kind of funny because I was like interacting. And Carrie's like, or Carrie, sorry. Allie was like, who the hell are these people? I go, that's Heather. That's the girl you met. She's like, oh, that's the girl that came to the house. I'm like, yeah, that's their show. Wow, so then she thought it was cool. kind of interesting that's too. a random chick that just showed up at, your, at our house? <laughs> yeah, knocking at the <laughs> Christian, <laughs> Christian, let me in. I'm a patron. <laughs> I get I get full access to your house as a patron. Full access. <laughs> How much would that be? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, I, we haven't put that tier on yet. But no, great show, great conversation. I can't 100 percent agree with Open 24 Hours. They both hated it, or seemingly hated it. Don't get me wrong. I have issues with the I like story. It. I have issues with the story structure. But from a, a visual standpoint and just from a flow, quite enjoyable uh, in that regard. But yes, there is definitely narrative problems with the movie. Well, yes. Just do do yourself a favor. Do not listen to the Fresh Cuts episode on Open 24 Hours. If you think what they said uh, on, on, this, on their show was bad, boy, they, they tore some of the people on their show tore it apart. And I couldn't disagree more. Uh, but again, uh, you're not we'll going to listen to that show yeah. anyway because it's, it's walkthrough. Well, that's and it. it. Yeah. Walkthrough in every sense of the word. I mean, I love the show. I love. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about. Well, I'll, I'll say right now that I love all these shows that I'm talking about. Okay, and but when I talk about the Fresh Cut show, I love no that's more. That's the room exception. In hell. <laughs> no, 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 no. I love no more room in hell. But Fresh Cuts, I can't do it anymore because I just don't like. Like Mike um, Merriman. <laughs> I don't like listening to the half hour step by step. This is what happened in the film, and this is there's like thirty minutes of nobody but Venom talking, just telling you. I'm too OCD for that. I gotta get. I gotta get to I the next Venom. part. Yeah, but oh, no, it has nothing to do with Venom that. Talking is thirty minutes too long of Venom talking. <laughs> thirty minutes of anybody talking straight to tell a story. It's just not my cup of tea. I don't need especially a cat I don't story. Need someone <laughs> I was thinking the same thing, Christian, but I didn't say it. <laughs> I, 
Come on. Uh, <laughs> Look at Dave. What now. did he say? Wait, hold on. Did cat I get stories. That? Cat stories. Oh. Yeah, but oh. that's a cat story. That's oh. something you've never heard before. Oh. A movie. If I sit here and tell you, okay, let's talk about The Shining. Okay, so now the opening scene, we see a road, a stretching road. We see a car going by, and then this happens. We see somebody walk into a hotel. He's going in for a job interview. He sits down at the interview, has a nice discussion with uh, Mr. Ullman, I believe his name is, and they discuss what's happened in the role. And I did this for half an hour about the movie The Shining. You've already seen the movie. Even if you haven't seen the movie, you're getting the whole thing. Would you rather hear 30 minutes of that or, or a cat story about something you never heard of before? I'll take the cat anus story any day over The Shining. <laughs> and I'm not knocking. Oh, stop. I'm not knocking anyone for doing it or fresh cuts for doing it. It's just not for me. It just, I check out. I I prefer discussions I do too, man. instead of a walkthrough. I don't need that. I don't need someone to tell me opening scene to final frame, what happens in a movie and every little, especially if I've seen the movie, then I definitely don't want it. It's like somebody, you know, reading you a book that you've already read and sitting at your bed at night. Okay, I'm going to read you Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. I've already seen the fucking the movie and read the book. You're Have you ever watched again? a movie with the script of video? It's great. Just close your eyes and you. It's like, like I, if I was, if I like, I mean, no, all joking aside, if I was blind, that's the way I would do it. But when I'm listening to a podcast, I don't need it done. No, I do not. I don't. I just want. want I, I want. Yeah. Again, talk about individual scenes, what they might have meant to you. Go that route, but I don't need a a, a walk for walk like. Yeah, I I wholeheartedly agree. And, yeah, that I go with the cat story. It's not a diss. Thank you. And the thing is, I, I give I've I have messaged Venom privately and told him I really admire Fuck off. <laughs> no, I really admire your recall how you can watch a movie once that's, and remember a that's shit. True. I could watch a movie three times. And so as a podcaster, you have a skill that I do not have. And I'm gonna put you over for it. That's great. I can't do it. I mean sometimes he sees a movie. Put him over times. what, your knee? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bad venom. So it just that, that, that type of show format just is not for me. I love the the loosey goosey uh, discussion, having fun and topics and everything else. I just don't want that loosey goosey. Yeah, loosey goosey um, podcast. And again, I'm going to talk about movie misfits. That's what you you have to listen to. That Christian, you definitely have to. All right. Now that one is out. is that uh, Travis? No, that's the that's the night. Uh, what's the it's movie your cigar buddy? One? Oh, John Rhodes. Correct. It's John Rhodes and crew. Check them out. They Pass. are new. I'm <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. That's a really good show. I'm telling you, just check it out. I'm it's, delirious with uh, sickness. I will check it out for sure. Movie Misfits and Neek. Yeah, Neek Life. Neek Life. And and Beyond the Screams and uh, everything else we've talked about. And, and Nickelodeon. <laughs> Heather and Scott. Why, uh, why, why did it slip me? Nickelodeon. The Friday Nightmares. Oh, Friday Nightmares. Yeah, hello. Um, Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. And B, you're a heel too because of the damn pumpkin thing. So get used to it. All October, everyone's going to oh be relentless, busting your balls about these fucking. But you I can't get it. enough. I can't no, get enough. I, I absolutely don't because people are missing the point I made when talking about Halloween 2018. Is that what's they the just point about up, the pumpkins? They threw in ten thousand pumpkins in front of a house to try to recreate an atmosphere and a a setting and a and a feeling of 1978 Halloween, which had like maybe one pumpkin in it. And they, they even, spring. and they yeah. couldn't even come close. Yeah. <laughs> They're not doing that to, to overcompensate. People yeah, do they that. are. Ah. It's, it's all over. They're overcompensating for something. 
Maybe small. I balls. know. I know where Brandon's going with this. Like as much as I love the fact that people are busting his balls over it, it, I know. <laughs> That's the other thing. It, it, but it, it, Brandon's on, Brandon's onto something. It just doesn't bother me. But yes, I, that's trick or treat is very much the same way. Every oh house God. is done up to and, the fucking and, nines. But I mean, that's the, that's what you kind of want. You want that that feeling. Have I mentioned goosebumps? Goosebumps. Giveaway. <laughs> goosebumps too. My son's watching right now. Uh, see, it runs in the family. He's got good taste. Uh, that one's got like some good atmosphere as well. It's again. I know why they're Ale- doing it. Alexa Brandon's Goosaloo? right. Yeah, um, we I'm said we goose? were never gonna do part two electric anything. Right, said, it's got a goosebumps two on the goose. <laughs> on the goose, <laughs> you got goosed. <laughs> or or, or goosebumps, goosebumps, <laughs> goose goosebumps two on the quacks. How's that? How about two goose too bumpy? Oh my god! <laughs> I don't know which one of those jokes was the worst. <laughs> they were all bad, but Christian's yeah. fucking That was hilarious. so bad, it was good. Yeah, Christian's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> he's he's going to be dead before the show ends. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> I think Goosebumps 2 on the move. I like Goosebumps 2 on the move. On, on the move? On the goose. On the goose. Here's what I want. Speaking of goose. What's when good for the goose? A... Good for the gander. <laughs> Indeed. Um, wait, what is that? Is that Prince? Oh, maybe. I don't know. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. Doesn't sound I thought like it was a Prince. movie quote. It like no, it's yeah. the beginning of like a Prince song, I think. Mm, maybe. Little Red Corvette. Okay. I'm looking it up now. Um, what was I going to say? Damn it. I message to Harry Manback. Write down message to Harry Manback, Brenda, before you forget. Yeah, write that too. <laughs> Fuck you. Was that a real message? Yeah. That was, I oh. thought maybe they recreated it, but the, the rumor is it's a re- the real voice message. And he left like two or more. And so they, because there's a message to Harry Manback too as well, but not on that album. It okay. came out on their, their special one. But the first one is, fuck you, fucking American. Uh-huh. Why is it that one in three American die out of cancer? cancer? Why is that? Yeah. I hope somebody in your family dies soon. Oh, no, fuck it's uh, Ready for the World, Oshila. Oh, RFTW. Oh, yeah. Great song. Yeah. yeah. You're right. Oh, oh, Sheila. Yeah. Great I song. always say what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Which is a when quote, from, it, which is an old saying and a, a quote from a movie. What movie, though? Isn't it like sounds like it should be like like a Sons of the Lambs or something like that. It's, it's it, I, of, he sounded silent, like Hannibal Lecter. Sounds of the goose. Silence of the geese. <laughs> I knew it was coming. Like cock of the walk, the, the, the phrase that people have been uttering for fucking years, and somebody even put us a review two years ago on our own fucking podcast, and you guys still never heard of it? What the fuck? They call us cocks of the walk. Even today, I've still never heard of it. Yeah. 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 Without listening, only on this show have I heard it. Oh, I saw Dr. Chilton speaking of Silence of the Lambs. I saw him in a movie recently. And? Oh, that's all. I hadn't seen that actor in a long time. <laughs> that's all. What movie? It, it was the movie Alone. Oh, it's a new that, one. that's a 2020, yeah. right? That's a 2020, yeah. Highly recommend Jason it. Smith. Highly recommend it. Yeah, Jason and- Smith always has to be the first. I don't hear anybody talking about this movie. Yeah. Like, you're, Mr. Not, you're not listening. Yeah. Mr. Marco Polo. <laughs> yeah, Mr. yeah, I discovered every fucking movie and TV show <laughs> Marco <ever>. Polo. <laughs> See, me and Marco Polo. He's he going to get so bad because we didn't. Bet. He was like last episode's like, I wonder what shit they said about me there. I don't think we said one bad word about him. We're going to make up did. for it now. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you one thing. The world's just a flat. Sorry. I'm going to call him Jason Smith. When I say his name on the show, I call him Jason Smith. When I just say Jason, 
I'm speaking of of Jason Lloyd. But so I'm now like, everybody, so now he knows because Jason got Lloyd. What? In like when three I, more months, there'll be Jason, no more Jason Lloyd. I'm, I'm speaking of Voorhees. <laughs> <laughs> Jason, Jason Lloyd, who is what we're going to be saying in three months? <laughs> it's Jason, half true, was, though. Whole he feeling in, is going. He was in part eight, right? Jason, who? <laughs> Jason, who? Yeah. Okay. I gotta tell we're you off the rails. <laughs> Jason takes I gotta take one more thing before we get into the show. I thought about this yesterday because I, I listened back the other day. I forgot. Remember, I told you guys a story about my father and Maestro Fresh West, right? That whole thing. And I <laughs> got a kick out of how many times I said the name. Okay, well, check it out. Maestro Fresh West. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. Okay, my father to this day. This is a story that's still discussed in my family. Every so often it comes up when we're hanging out together, everybody else, oh, yeah, you know, it's a joke. It's just because they happen. So it's such a funny story. I don't speak French. You know, so anyway, if my father tries to recall that story, he calls Maestro Fresh West a different name. He gets the name wrong, and it's something ridiculous that he, that he calls him. And <laughs> I wanted you guys to witness this because I think you'll get a laugh out of it. Okay. So I, I decided... I'm going to surprise call my father and bring up that situation and see what he says. Right, so right now. I, yes, a Dave Z phone call. People seem to like him. Now, now keep this in mind, guys. I, I'm, not going to, I'm not going to tell him that we're doing a show. I'm just going to call him and pretend I'm just shooting the shit with him because there's no way he participate in a show of any, of any type. So I'm going to call him. And, this poor quality. <laughs> and he's not going to hear you guys, so don't worry about that. Putain. I'm going to call my father and bring it up out of the blue. I'm going to say, I watched a movie last night. I'll only call him out of no more room in hell. (laughs) Get ready for Mr. Z. Okay, hold on. Hopefully he answers. But you never, no matter what, it'll be funny. Even if if he answers and says, I'm busy, it'll be funny. Okay, hold on. Are we allowed to talk? Yeah. Hey, what are you doing? Not much. How are you? I'm all right. You home or you out? No, I'm out. What's going on? Oh, you're out. Are you busy? No, what's up? Nothing. Well, I want to tell you a funny story. Something happened yesterday, and I thought about you. So I don't know if you had time to... Are you at the restaurant or something? No, go ahead. I can listen to you. Go ahead. Okay, so listen. <laughs> this guy's a jerky boy. I, I watched a... Uh, it's Frank Rizzo. I watched a movie last night, okay? And it was a horror movie from, like, the 1990s. In the movie, at the end credits, a rap song comes on. I haven't heard a song from this guy in so many years... And it got me thinking about something that happened once upon a time when you you actually had to call up the, uh, the what do you call it, the place in uh, Toronto for the concert tickets. you remember that? Ticketmaster. Yeah, right. <laughs> now, now, this was one of those rappers. Do you know the rappers who they're, it, it was Cool Modi, right? And Creme Fresh West or something. <laughs> Creme Fresh. <laughs> yeah, Cool Modi. Iced tea, and uh, what's the other one? Fresh Creme West or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was him. It was West. I told, I told the guy, I'm sorry, I don't speak French at all. <laughs> yes. <laughs> awesome. I haven't thought about that rapper in so long, and it came on last night. I thought about that that, uh, that, that time you made that phone call. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's great, oh. ain't it? Yeah, I told that, sorry, I don't speak French. He's, no, that's not French. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that was great. Unbelievable. What's going on? Anything? Nothing, nothing. Just relaxing Saturday. I'm going to watch a movie. I'm Why's your dad Rodney Dangerfield? <laughs> you Ask him to say I had a rough day today. 
I might be going to uh, pick up a um, <laughs> I might be going to pick up a what do you call it um a shelf for my basement uh, to display oh. movies on because you know they're closing all those video stores. You know, Dr. Vin Butts. Any more video stores at all in in Buffalo, <laughs> in, in New York? Why? Why? They all. Is he getting, asking me if he gets any respect? Because of COVID. And now the business was bad to begin with. People just aren't renting movies. A lot of, a lot of now, a lot, nowadays, a lot of people stream them. You know how they stream things on, on the of television? Of course, they get them for nothing. You're right. Yeah, so it's, people are, it's, it's a dying thing. So I might go get a show. What else was it? Iced tea. Iced tea, cold tea, and fresh creme. West. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't speak French. <laughs> it's great, isn't it? <laughs> uh, what's uh, Miss Francesca doing? Oh, she's uh, she's going out today. Uh, her and Irene are going to go get some sushi because they're celebrating. She got 50 for 50 on her first uh, big test at school, so she's really happy about oh. that. But oh, she's good doing, for her. Yeah, she's doing good. Yeah, school, she picked up where she left off. So, so far, so good. And that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Good for her. Yeah, so all is well. Can you can you say I get no respect just out of the blue? Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> I haven't thought about that in years. Yeah, I thought about you right away when I heard that rapper, that 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 West guy. He came on. I was like, oh, that's him. You know. You're that him. Yeah. <laughs> Crib brulee. That game tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, should be a good one, huh? Well, we'll see what develops. It's they got a good team, you know that. Uh, but you know what? They had to come from behind in one of them games. Just like Brandon. <laughs> we'll see. Buffalo beat them. Why not? Yeah. I, I Hopefully they will. Hopefully they'll pull it off, you know? Because that kid had a real good game last week. Absolutely. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Comodi and French. <laughs> you know, I saw that guy. That guy, uh, West, he opened up for Public Enemy. Do you remember when I was in high school? When uh, I went out to Toronto, I took the Cadillac o- over the border on a school night, and, and went uh-huh. to, I, I went to see Public Enemy in downtown Toronto. And I got in trouble with you guys for it because I didn't tell you because I knew you'd never let me go. And I, I saw that I I, that guy opened up for him. But that was that night. What I get home at like four in the morning. <laughs> Jesus Christ Almighty! <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Yes. Unbelievable. Sorry. So- Mike? Yeah, I saw him last night. He was over. We watched some wrestling. Yep. Was over. Was uh, Scott with him? No, Scott's not feeling good. I'll tell you all about it tomorrow. Oh yeah, you were telling me about him before yeah. last week. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's still not uh, up to power. Poor man. Yeah, so he might come by tomorrow. I might talk him into it. We'll see. Good. I like to see him. I, I know. hope he does come. Yeah. All right, so I'll okay. pick up that pizza and I'll see you tomorrow. Absolutely. All right. Have a good day, Dad. All right, son. All right thank all right. you. Bye-bye. Okay. Okay. Bye, Dad. Bye-bye. That was fucking. That epic. was that was great. I do wish he said I get no respect. First he said like Frank Rizzo and Roddy Dangerfield like mashed into one. It was awesome. He's a character. Oh. He is a fucking character, man. Like that's like I feel like you set that up. Like that's not your dad. That's an actor you hired yeah. to play a character. Like that. He's a. But he but he said soundboard. Rem Fresh West. Rem Fresh West. And then and then he changed it again. Fresh Creme West. <laughs> And then he called him French Creme West. Yeah, French. Not even West. West. <laughs> yeah, he changed it like six times, but Creme Fresh West was my favorite. <laughs> oh, that was epic. Oh, it was awesome. It was great. That's uh, the yeah. show, everybody. Take care.
<laughs> Honestly, we can't really add to that, so we might as well spend it here. Yeah, let's talk about what we're watching here. Um, what we're watching, what we did watch. We uh, Demons and Demons Two, and it was a double feature picked by Roberto and The Fog by Mister John Rhodes. So, I'm really excited about this show. Oh, cool. Yeah. So right. I guess we should. Let, you think The Fog should be the main event? We do Demons Demons Two to to jump out. Sure. I am certainly fine with that. All right, let's start with Demoni. A.K.A. Demons, 1985, directed by Lamberto Bava. A group of random people are invited to a screening of a mysterious movie, only to find themselves trapped in the theater with ravenous demons. I gotta tell you, man, this is... I've always loved this movie. It's a personal favorite of mine. Really, it's a balls-to-the-wall gore fest. That's it. There's not a huge story here. There's no hidden meanings. It's just fun. Uh, I will say from a narrative structure, it does get a little convoluted at the midway point, uh, and we'll get we'll get into it a bit, but from a ride of just great gore, amazing looking monsters, and, yeah. and, and just sheer action, and plus Tony the Pimp is the most oh. quotable. I've quoted that, she's right, she took off that mask and scratched herself, get it? Because of that scratch, she became a demon, an instrument <laughs> of the evil, just like they said in the movie, you heard him, right? I love it. For the longest time, we thought he said Candy. She took off that mask and scratched herself, Candy. But then when I used to look at the credits, I'm like, there's no character named Candy. So then I had the subtitles on. I followed a, 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 you guys, and I put the subtitles on to finally figure out what he says. He says, get it. I don't know how we got Candy from get it, but as a kid, we thought it was Candy. Wow. No shit. I thought Do the stripper's the name synapse? was Candy. The, the no, I've got the, I've got the DVD. Okay, good because the synapse blue, as great as it is, there there's something up with the subtitles, and it's now saying what they're saying on the screen. And there's like two or three different ones you can alternate through, and it's really weird. I had in, I had issues with both of these. I had the synapse steel book for uh, part one, and like I said, everything else is great about it except the subtitles don't match up. It's some strange thing. I don't know why it just happens sometimes. That's the only problem I have with part one. Part two, listen to this shit. I put I put it on upstairs. It kept saying no disc in the player, no disc in the player. Then I put another disc in, took it out, put the, put the synapse disc back in, and it says the disc is in there or something. But it says it may be scratched or fingerprints. And I'm telling you, this thing was pristine. I've only played it one time. So I bought it like six months ago. So I'm like, what the fuck is this? So I went to old trusty PS3, which plays everything. Came downstairs and watched it in this very room. It played just fine. So I don't know what the deal is with Synapse Demons 2, but <laughs> I don't know. Just like the problems I had with those uh, Scream Factory discs. Although that, that was, uh, figured out it was user error, but really weird. It's like I had, a, like I said, I had a double-click double, double click play or something like that. It was bizarre. Whoa. Not hitting twice. Whoa. <laughs> okay. Take it easy, Crumb Fresh him? West. <laughs> the demon makeup of this. Like, th- these are zombies. These are fast-moving zombies. Before fast moving zombies were a thing, but instead of calling them zombies, they decided, okay, we're going to call them demons. <laughs> like you're right. Like, it, that that that's it. Why does only one like really at the end of the day? Why is the monster demon the one that really pull comes out of the girl's back, which is fantastic? Yeah. Why is yeah. there only one of them? Why one all the leader? Them? Yeah, but the when they leader. all shed their skin and eventually come out like oh. that, you'd think. What about part two? How come the how come oh. only one comes out of that freaking? We'll, we'll get to that one. Holy oh, shit! Yeah. Same thing. Well. No explanation, but it's fun. 
it, it is, it, it's fun. The, the problem with me is why do they jump to the characters in the car? The only reasonable, the only reason for it in my watching it so many times is so that they have the cops come in and that back door gets opened somehow. Hey now. And that demon gets out. That's the only scene that, but they could have done that without involving that whole car of extra characters. They didn't need it because the ending, even with the one demon in part one, Werner, the blind guy getting out, it it doesn't matter. The, the big twist ending of revealing that, that it's spread almost like a, like zombie, like Vulture's zombie ending. It, It doesn't matter. Like it doesn't really make much sense. Zombie makes more sense because you you know they they have the fat zombie at the beginning, but this one, it's just it just is like it's filler. It's to it's yeah, to fill it's, out the, the it's a short movie. It's a, it's a ninety yeah. minutes, both of them, and they could they could have been eighty minutes, but they filled some things out and you know. I that's agree though. Movie. I think they take it out. I think they take out the gang in that, and they take out the uh, gang in, in in part two. They it's copy fun. it in part two, and it, 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 yeah. again, no rhyme or reason. It's the exact same complaint for part two, and I I agree. I don't think they they needed it at all, and you would have had a tighter eighty minute. Yeah, uh, and I, don't get me wrong, I'm very high on this movie, and I wasn't as high on the sequel because the sequel was always available in an R-rated version that was cut to shit back in the day, and it already is a weird version. But the the quality of what is available now. Oh, I also watched. No, I uh, I'm sorry, I have the DVD of the first one, but I watched these on Shutter. They're on Canadian Shutter. I don't know if you guys have them on American Shutter. I but actually watched them, think about sh- it. I watched them on Shutter, even though I have both DVDs and both steelbooks. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you Damn, got the Demon's 2 steelbook. I was nice too one. lazy to go up. I was downstairs. I'm like, I'm just going to put it on here. Yeah, it was on Shutter. I forgot. But yeah, and so that's why the, the subtitles work perfectly. But the uh, like the quality of these are are great. And again, the first they one. Because now I feel like we're talking about both simultaneously. So I'll, I'll go right back to the first. The, the setting of it being primarily in that theater is what I think also makes it work. I just seem to love yes. that, again, the contained horror, and now we're in a movie theater, which is great. And the fact that the movie that they're watching, I want to see that movie, too. Dude, the gore that. in that movie is fantastic. Yeah, that, it's that's creepy. a slasher movie I want to see. With the blue filters and everything else. It's yeah. just, it's really, really, there's something really evil and cool about that. I really want to see that as a standalone film. They could have explained a little bit. There is somewhat of a story. Like, who the hell is this phantom guy with his, you know, metal mask handing out the tickets? Like, and know. how did they manage to brick in the doors? Like, I mean, I know like that quick. And, that's that's yeah. fucking supernatural. That's fine. Once yeah. once demons exist in a movie, I don't care if walls can magically True. appear. But True. again, like you said, this is just this is a showcase for special effects for gore. It's 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 basically one long music video. Great soundtrack. Great score. Just, just nonstop music and gore, and that's Wait fine. And that's you just said, if demons show up in a movie, you don't care if walls magically disappear. Yet when we discussed uh, Night of the Demons last uh, week, and I told you about my Alice in Wonderland theory and this and that, you had a problem with it. Yeah, How is that any different? <laughs> juicy. Wait, what? I don't, yeah. I don't remember this. I think you had okay. a problem with the doors shutting and all the supernatural stuff happening in Night of the Demons. Could be wrong, but I think that's what did I? No way. Unexplained things, and I went into the whole Alice in Wonderland explanation that Kate, Kevin Tunney uh, gave because she was dressed up as Alice, so they had certain things happen that would have been that would have floated. Actually, some did actually happen in Wonderland, and, and you weren't very accepting of it. So, <laughs> he's very hurt by that. Okay. I think he, I think he's reaching it. Kevin Tenney. <laughs> I think you're reaching Kevin Tenney under the table over there, tickling his balls. 
I think you're tickling his balls since you're defending him a week later, two weeks later. <laughs> well, I just listened to it. Remember, I told you I just listened to the show yesterday. That, that's why it was fresh on the brain. So uh, as soon as you said that, I was like, wait a minute. How does he not have a problem with this? But this is okay. It's it's movie selection, my friend. It is. That's how it. That's how it should be. Well, that's a that we have to check it out. That's what people do. If they love a movie, if they're going to give a movie a nine out of ten or something like that, they'll excuse certain things that they won't excuse in a movie they're going to give a six out of ten. And I find that shitty. And we had a whole discussion on this. And I'm not singling you out, B. A lot of people do it. Maybe I even do it. I'm just saying. A lot of people do that when they review movies. I, we had a whole discussion on it on Watsi about is that fair as us as reviewers think we we say this, this, and this is okay in this movie because everything else about the movie is great, so I'm going to excuse that. But if they have any other beef with the movie for any other reason, they use that as an excuse to pile on to that, that same movie and say, oh, well, and then they did this, and that's inexcusable. Yet in this movie that you give a fucking 10 out of 10 to, you overlook it. Hey, look, I gave I gave Night of Demons a, a decent score, but those that's a pretty shallow character developed film. It's really I don't think there's as much depth. And this to is it a difference. People. I think this film has better characters, even though they don't even try to More develop fun. them. More fun, some of them, mostly Tony the Pimp. Though. We're not. Tony, yeah, that's the Pimp. it, Tony the Pimp. I, I all like everything George, he says. I like Ken. I like Cheryl. I like I like everyone in this. I like all the girls. I'll tell you that. And I, I like, I have I, I like Argento's daughter, even though she's like. 15, 14 in this. <laughs> what? She looks oh, like she's eight. <laughs> yeah, she's like four. She's like fourteen in this. It's it's the other one. It's his first daughter that's in yeah. this one. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, York. I thought part two's the one that has. Part two right. has two. Ozzy is right. in part two, but part one, the the girl with her boyfriend, who's uh, who's wearing the green shirt. She's the one who's crawling on the floor when the the demon falls on her and starts spitting on her. Yeah, that's his daughter. I didn't know that was her. Oh, okay. I know what she looks. She's also in Phenomena. Is she yeah. Anna! Anna! She got my girl. Get out of the Get way. Get my girlfriend, Anna! <laughs> Some of the dumb. I love. That's a, there's a charm to to these hey, films when they're dumb. Don't untie like it. Cut it. <laughs> in the beginning, doesn't it remind you of a typical... Um, our general film, like the girl sitting there even reminds me uh, of, of Jessica Harper in Suspiria. She got the dark hair and the big eyes, and she's looking around. It's deaf to me. That it, And then her being pursued, it's like almost Jallo-like. But yeah. by that guy with the ticket. Opera. It's opera a, on the train. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. yeah. I, like that. I like the beginning of that. I like the way they kick it off. It has all the typical Italian stuff in it. You know, it, people always say it's our general demons, and it's not. We know he didn't direct it. Lamberto Bava did. Yeah. You know, but a son lot of, of people like, credit him. But son of Mario, that. which we never, we, we think we have to bring up. Like, I mean, uh, he passed the baton and the son did something different, but effective, man. Like, again, it's all about the lighting here, the the, the gore, the location, uh, and the pace. Uh, and did you see it, Christian? Did you see, Did you spot the elf on the shelf? I did not spot the elf on the shelf. Nicoletta Elmi. And I hope I'm not butchering her name. Didn't she? She's she dressed like an elf in this. I'm sorry. <laughs> the redhead. Wait, the girl with the green. The, oh. Yeah, the red. Oh, yeah, so she's pretty. Yeah, she's been she's been in a million movies. She was in Deep Red. She was uh, yes. Who Saw Her Die. She's she was in Baron Blood. So she worked with Mario Baba and Lamberto Baba. But yeah. she, I every time I see her in this movie, I'm like, why is she dressed like an elf? <laughs> <laughs> she's an elf in this. I guess you're right. She's kind of elf, elfkin, elfkin magic. Yeah. <laughs> but again, again, the when that boil appears on that that one, the the one streetwalker. 
Candy. Nick. Let's just call her Candy. Oh. And, and it blows I up. Rick, I call her Rick James. Oh, <laughs> Rick James, that's hilarious. And it I'm just Rick explodes. James, call her Rick We're, Jane. We're in a different realm now because that, that boil exploding is amazing. Then they top it with the fingernails coming out. And if that doesn't get you, the teeth pushing out the other teeth and the demon teeth come out. It's just one thing after another. But that demon makeup, I don't think it gets enough credit. It is, it, these are scary. They, they look scary. They, they move scary because of the, the rapidness. They're like, these are, these are freaky fucking demons. So this movie's fun, fast paced and scary. The one, like, I guess from a narrative standpoint, I, I said it stumbles introducing that car of characters and, and cutting back to them. They're not necessary at all. There's no real, there's not a lot of depth, but you don't really need it in this movie. This is just a fun, fun, balls out horror film to watch with your friends and, and enjoy. How about the girl who brings her blind father to the movies? Is it her father? I always yeah. thought it was, I thought it was her lover or her oh, husband. And then she started cheat, or yeah, that, and she just cheat with another guy in the theater. No, I think it's, his, I think it's her father. Oh. I think I paid attention this time. And he says something like my, my baby, my, my little girl is dead or something. Oh. Who knows if you were watching, I don't know. I don't trust those fucking, those subtitles. So who knows? But then again, you watch it on shutter, right? Yeah. See how the he lovers got killed? The daughter and that the guy. They, like, she just... They're still making out as they're <laughs> getting killed. Which is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> the what a way like to go. Yeah. <laughs> but who what takes a way the to go? to the movies? Like, is nobody <laughs> questioning this? Descriptive video. That that was before descriptive video. She's narrating the whole thing. She's Venom in the fucking theater with the guy. She's Venom. <laughs> <laughs> no yeah, wonder, that could be his job. No he wonder he, gouged, no wonder he gouged his fucking eyes out and tried yeah. to kill himself. <laughs> Stop Venoming me. <laughs> Poor Venom. Oh, but man, oh, he should get a job doing that. When his, eyes, are blind poked people out, when his mm. eyes get poked out, oh, that's a cool effect. The woman oh, who has her scalp ripped off. Oh, it, it gets brutal. It gets some pretty mean spirited kills in here. The only movie I could think of Italian wise that has like the meaner spirited kills, Nightmare City. Mm. Well, yeah. Nightmare City yeah. is fucking bonkers. And some of these kills in here were like, wow, this is the kind of stuff you'd see in Nightmare City. There should I, be more movies like this. There, uh, everybody tries so hard to do a gore film and, and to build characters a certain way and to have a fucking 45-minute lead-in to, to have kids go to someplace and then get bumped off by whatever it's going to be. This There should be more movies like this, and it seems like it's easy to do. The budget would go to the makeup. You bring people in one place together, and you just have something evil show up and fucking kill them off. Why does it have to be so hard? I don't know why, but... There should be a more movie. This is there. this is definitely simple and, and 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 hits almost every note perfectly. The only problem is just just give a little bit more to the story behind what's going on. A tiny. I don't want this movie to be any longer, but you have this guy handing out the tickets. He's clearly there's something up with him. Not not just because his face is all mangled, but he's clearly <laughs> like not human or something. And then when they he's got an axe. And then when the pimp when what's his, what's the pimp's name? Tony. Tony, Tony. When Tony's like, we gotta, we gotta stop the movie, <laughs> and they go to the projection room. They show these automatic projectors, and there was never a projectionist. So you know, like it almost has like a Halloween three feel to it. Well, yeah, true. Like I, a, yeah. I do love operator. the movie coming to life, uh, like the Purple Rose of Cairo type. Th- I love that the movie within the movie, and that spawns yeah, just, evil. Yeah, just, just like Woody Allen. <laughs> exactly. yeah, Jeff Daniels. Jeff Daniels was a fucking demon. W- in Woody movie. Allen was a co-writer on this. <laughs> They should have just had him in the audience. Oh, oh, oh no. Uh, what is a demon's end goal? 
Like, at the end of the day, you're right. right again. Like you said, they, they kind of run out. He tears that girl's scalp out. Leaves her, runs, and they're like, ah! Is it just to cause havoc? Just to kill. Evil, evil to... Yeah, oh, evil you know, to run, funny, run the earth. I, I know yeah. this review's all over the place, but I'm surprised Dave didn't bring this up during the Night of the Demons review. There's a scene in Night of the Demons when when Angela starts talking about the difference between demons and ghosts, and she says something like, ghosts were alive I, but are now dead. Son of a bitch. <laughs> it was in I your notes? I wrote it down and forgot to bring it up. Yeah. You're right. Hold on, like, what show was that? 119? Yeah. I'm going to find it and, and point it out to you because... Son of a bitch. Oh, I believe you 100% because when I was thinking I about it, I was like, oh, shit, Dave never brought that up. I expected him to because he's like, demons were never living. The spirits of people who've died or something. Damn it. I wrote it down and now I can't find the fuck. I had so many. Oh, well, either way. So, oh, well, sorry. Tony the Pip's an Italian actor because I remember there was like an interview that I watched with them on, like, on YouTube. So obviously he was dubbed, which is They're all dubbed. for once is a great thing. In my opinion, usually a dub movie, you're like, oh, no, give me the... This is the one time you want the dub version. But they got the same actor that dubbed him in this to dub him in part two, which is fantastic. You I know who dubbed even... in part two? Dub doubles. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, what an inside joke. Yeah, again, there's, there isn't really much you can say. A helicopter does fall from the sky, uh, and... There are motorcycles that are run rampant through the uh, the theater to kind of uh, give it a, a a sort of kick ass third act, uh, but it, it, it's fun. And no, but it's it's good that you know like none of the characters are safe because you get a lot of you. I mean, okay, it's it's not like overly developed, but you get to know these characters in a short period of time, and you could see probably about six to eight different characters making it to the end. Yet. Nobody's safe here. I mean, Tony yeah. gets killed. When Tony gets killed, that's sort of like, like Seagal getting killed at the beginning of Executive Decision. Like, what? Tony's gone. The only, so, it, it, it's cool. I think, I think the only other Executive Decision I, that is funny. We whoa, he just he's like, whoa, <laughs> there he goes. See, the the one thing, and again, this is a quibble about every zombie movie, any movie like Demons, is the incubation time. Because it could change depending on what they want to present in the movie, right? It could be instantaneous or it could take an hour. And that's all. I can't just say this is a complaint for this movie. If I want to be nitpicky, the girl, at the, uh, the big reveal at the end is, is, is a little weird because I guess they don't really like everything seems hunky dory and then suddenly boom. Well, look, a tiny scratch changes you. So she probably wasn't even aware that she, she might have gotten scratched on the leg or something. I mean, they are wrestling the fact that yeah. george didn't change i mean he's he's yeah, got he's blood a... all over him like he should have changed but i like that bob shoots her right in the face and just God. yeah done little bob <laughs> little bob credits roll from house by the i think it's i think it's an immune system yeah it is bob at the end isn't that yeah. crazy yeah 100 percent, man um i think it's like an immune system type thing that can be explained like, look at it this way the three of us could be in a room and somebody could sneeze and we can catch a cold. I could catch it tomorrow. You can catch it in two days. You might catch it in three. Or the three of us could eat a taco right now, same taco from the same spot. I might have to take a shit in five minutes. It might be an hour for you. It might be four hours for you. And Everybody's JP body would be reacts fine. different. Let's go get a taco. <laughs> JP's fine. He made so, it. He made it. <laughs> I always thought about that in movies. Just everybody's body just accepts things differently. You know, in this movie, it's caused by scratching, or other movies, it's by biting. But 
I think I think you could pass it off as just like an individual, and it adds to the suspense because if you start to see like the transformation like slowly on everyone, then it kind of becomes anticlimactic. I like the fact that true that that also you could fight it. I mean, Ken fights it. That's like a touching scene when he's yes. asking, when he's asking his buddy to kill him. I like yep. them. I I, like <laughs> I do too. Oh no, I'm not making fun. Of it. It's no, it's good. This like. I didn't really do much of a review of this, but uh, I because I just put the quote. But I reviewed this back on two thousand and one in on on IMDb, and it's still there. And I and I can't and I I really can't say anything different when I say there. If you, I said if you enjoy exploiting boils, teeth being forced out of gums by fangs, various munchings, decapitations, and the like, uh, this movie's for you. Pretty much, that sums it up. <laughs> you enjoy boils? Did you say various munchings? Exploding boils. That should have been the name of our show. Exploding boils. <laughs> There it is. Are you guys still there? Uh-oh. Go ahead, B. You could talk about the... Uh, well, what oh, what was it? I was talking about the iconic scene Shot. of the demons in the hall in the hallway, and they recreated it in uh, part two with them in the, in, the, in the hallway of the high-rise with the it's lighted awesome. eyes. Yes. Yeah, it's very, very atmospheric. Oh. Talked about the soundtrack. Love the soundtrack. Claudio Simonetti does the score. Fantastic stuff. Just, just like a fun, like almost like a big music video horror film. And uh, some of the effects are really cool. And some of them, I thought the helicopter could have been used better. I thought the blade was kind of just a little bit of a letdown. I, I get why the helicopter, you know, had to come through so they can get the winch, so they can get to the roof and stuff. And, you know, the showdown on the roof with the phantom and sticking his head into the rebar. And that's awesome. And also the scene that I don't hear a lot of people talk about enough is the scene with Hannah and Tommy in the air vents. And he's oh, getting freaked yeah. out because he hears the demon uh, crawling, but it's her. Yeah. And they keep showing her as human and then showing it as the demon. And then all of a sudden it's in front of him. And he's like, that's impossible. How is it in front of me? And then it, it turns out it's her who's the demon. Oh, that's a fucking great scene. Yeah. The, the, you're right. There are great set pieces in this. And that's what yeah. makes it stand above the crowd. It, it's, it's fun. I just don't like if someone's waiting for a huge, amazing story here, they're going to be, they may be disappointed, but it, it, it it's, I don't think it sets out to be anything that it's not. Yeah. No, there's not an amazing story here, but I do feel like I, and I'll, I'll stick with this, that there's a, there's a Halloween three type story here or something supernatural alienish that somebody discovered and is trying and is testing out. It feels almost like it's like a, a government project here. That's never really talked about like us. The doppelgangers. Oh, they meant us, the show <laughs> government project. That's not talked about like us <laughs> exploding. heads. <laughs> like, what? Well, what was We're... the last thing you thought? Oh, see you there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see you there. See you there. You know, <laughs> you needed, I needed a question mark. This needed, is a... <laughs> needed a, a question mark, a colon, a semicolon. Something. Yes. It's fun movie, man. See, now this to me is a fun popcorn flick. Yeah. Other people talk about other ones and they're just more goofy and schlocky. To me, this is the perfect freaking, because there's really no comedy. You, you you know, you sit down, you have some fun with some buddies and freaking have some laughs. You don't have to really pay attention to every freaking frame. You know, honestly, my one complaint, I guess, is that you guys seem to like it a lot. I think that they could have cut back a little bit on the stuff on the screen. I feel like that takes too long when they're watching the movie. I don't need to see every every aspect of freaking uh, the movie you, that's playing you know, on the You know what? I feel I, I would agree with you if you were talking about the sequel. Same thing like, to me. I feel in this one, though, once the killing starts in that movie with the knife and he's stabbing, you they get you get some really good gore. And he's like, it's just it's really I agree. 
But I in agree the, with in the lead sequel, up. I'm like, the lead I'm up, like, I think. I know what you're saying. I know what you're I, saying. But I, I love like it. I, I, I think it. Yeah, I've said it before. It's the the, the switching gears to the people in the car that. I think yeah. it's, it's the major They didn't flaw. need it because they didn't, like, none of them were a hero and none of them even got that that crazy a death. You don't even really see them get killed once they get there. No, it, it, it's really weird. It seems like it was only to offer an exit or a reason for the exit there. It's so bizarre. And, and the girl, it's, it's, I mean, the scene with the girl and, and, and the Coke and the Coke is funny, but the yeah. scene with the yes. girl and the Coke, it just, it feels, it feels wrong because she looks very young to me. You think so? I, think, looks... I, I was going to tell you, she's sexy. I'm glad that's the best no, part of No, she is the, sexy. Of, that's yeah, why yeah. it feels wrong, though, because I, I, like, she, she has a face of, like, a, she looks like a kid. She has the face of a kid and the body of an adult. Oh. She looks like a knockoff Linnea. It would be like, you know, oh, you can't get Linnea Quigley. Let's, let's get... Uh, let's oh, go. that's funny, because this girl did try to stick some lipstick in her nipple. <laughs> <laughs> Again, though, all the women were very, very pretty. We have her. We have the, the, the lead girl that looked with the big eyes. We have the other girl that looks exotic. We have the other girl, um, you know, uh, the elf. All real pretty. <laughs> On the shelf. <laughs> yeah, her. You're going to kill her I can't her believe, no, but I can't believe you guys didn't see it. I thought for sure... One of you would have pointed out that she's dressed exactly like an oh, elf. Oh man, no! How about the posters in the hallway? Yeah, four flies. Yeah. Four flies. Uh, the no uh, nukes. One of them said. Yeah, no nukes. How about the <laughs> fact that like Werner's just like walking around? He almost impales himself on the sword sticking out with the with the demon mask. Like Liz, you wanna you wanna you wanna help this guy out? There's a blind guy walking around with sharp objects sticking out. Right? She's too busy looking for her, her bald lover. And he immediately puts it, touches it, and he's like, do not put this on. This is evil. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. He's gonna blind men, to blind people it. always know. Yeah, blind it's people just, know. They're, they, they're sixth they have... sense, right? Shouldn't you even know what not to go see the movie then? <laughs> what, what is it? Our general and blind people. He's always, he always has a blind person in his movie. Isn't that something? Fault, faulty with eyes. The and they always get killed like eyes. very graphically, and I think it's like maybe because they, it, it makes them more vulnerable. And then you're like, oh, they won't kill the blind person. Oh yeah, no, they do. I'm surprised nobody complained. Oh, he hates blind people or something like that. You know what I mean? No. They say he didn't hate. He women was just a misogynist. Got... Yeah, he hate. He was a misogynist hate... and he was a blindist. You think he you hates know? blind people? I, I didn't see that coming. Oh, Mike, of course not. Boom. I'm saying. Do you think? No, oh. it was a bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it took Dave like an extra minute. <laughs> he did have a blind hero though the guy in what do you call it Cat of Nine Tails he was a hero he lived didn't he Alex hero? <laughs> so I wrote I, again I don't know if you guys have anything more I just said it's not flawless and I, I stand by it but I said it definitely stands out as one of the better zombie films so I even called it a zombie film because it's an offshoot really I, I give it a 9 a 9 out of 10 I said I, I go a second rating for gore 10 out of 10 because I think at, on the gore scale it's perfect it's great. Yeah, the, the fast-moving zombie slash demon films are always among my favorite. It's always much more terrifying because it's it's brutal. It's relentless. You really that's not the type of world you want to live in. Walking Dead type zombies, I'll take that world any day over something like this. <laughs> uh, I'm with you. I had you know I had it rated already on Letterbox when I added it again and. Uh, it was it was four and a half out of five, which is nine out of ten. So same same rating. Beautiful. How about that? Wow. Yeah. I <laughs> I, I I love it the same way. It's a nine out of ten for me. Holy oh. shit! She's a friend of mine. <laughs> 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 That's my favorite line of the whole movie. 
bug out city. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah, nine out of ten, man. It's great. Fucking lots of fun. This is a fun popcorn flick. It's got the gore. It's got a, they don't need too much explanation. Just get on there, see some kick-ass gore and everything else, and enjoy the ride. And uh, Nostradamus sounds like a rap group. That's all. That's a funny line. Oh <laughs> yeah. god! No, so that, that doesn't make the it doesn't make the that, Hall of Fame, right? Sorry, Brandon, for cutting you off. It doesn't make no. It doesn't make the Hall of Fame. Be. But that is kind of cool. The, the movie within the movie talking about Nostradamus predicting things and it kind of mirroring things the way it does in in part two and the exact scenes playing out. It's almost as if the you know Nostradamus predicted this, which was mm. it, it was kind of cool the way they worked that in. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, great stuff. Demons. Yeah. Well, I think that brings us right to Demons 2, which we've already pretty it much does. started talking about. Yeah, same yeah. director. A uh, group of tenants and visitors are trapped in a 10-story high-rise apartment building infested with demons who proceed to hunt the dwindling humans down. Uh, basically, if you like part one, there's really no reason why you shouldn't like part two. I do feel like some of the special effects don't look as good as they do in part one. For the most part, it looks great, but I think some of it looks a little quick, wonky, quick or cheap, a little quick. Yeah, like a little cheap. Like that fucking and... baby demon. We'll get well, to it. Uh, uh, yeah, the ghoulie, oh, the ghoulie Muppet demon. Oh, the Gooly Muppet. I want to fucking punt that thing through the. Roof. I want a whole movie of them. That's oh, what I want. He's kind of cute, but my favorite the most demon annoying. in this movie that they that only gets one kill in it, and then you never see him again. Davy. Motherfucking Davy. <laughs> Davy. Dog at the Davey. keyhole. Yeah. I, when I saw that, I lost my mind and I texted you guys. I'm like, that fucking dog. There's like, there's a scare in the movie. So I, I opening it. thoughts of this one. It, it, Brandon, you kind of summed it up perfectly. I mean, it, it's pretty much a carbon copy. It's Evil Dead 2. It, 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 it's uh, actually, I actually said it's Return of the Living Dead 2. Now, I know, Dave, you won't like that because Return of the Living Dead 2 you hate. But I'm talking about Return of the Living Dead 2. They bring back the characters. I know. I see the damn dog, Davey. Uh, You have to acknowledge Davey. I do. I did acknowledge it. But they bring back characters who play different roles in this movie. There's multiple people, just like Return of the Living Dead 2. They tore a page right out of it. This one's better. But, I mean, I'm just saying, oh, I'm a fan of Return of the Living Dead 2. I know you guys are not as much. But this one, like, you got Tony the Pip now playing like a... Uh, a personal Fitness trainer. Yeah. Lane. There's more Jeff people Lane working out in this building than any other building in the on the fucking planet. I love right? set, I love the setting in this one. I think the I think the setting in this one might I might enjoy more than the movie theater. The apartment building's great. The way they light the apartment or certain yes. apartments is great. There's a lot of atmosphere, and the the fact that it goes into the TV uh, studio at the end is a great way to end it to take it away and kind of separate it. Yes. The 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 logic here is is ridiculous but again similar to the first one you're just along for the ride and they make the same flaw of cutting to uh, a, a car of people that there's no reason for yeah that poor schlub had to wait outside for jacob to show up because he's not invited to sally's party <laughs> sally's a fucking brat by the Yo, way yeah. but uh i got a question for you guys this <laughs> yeah. voiceover at the beginning this sort of monologue uh, talking about talking about it's almost like talking about part one as if part one happened for right. real in the in the world of part two. Do you think it did? And it was that's like a short lived thing. I think so initially. initially, initially that's what initially. I thought. Yes, but as it played on and we saw more about it, then it just became uh, it was like a sequel to a movie. Yeah, that's because the they, they never the bring was, it up. Because they never bring it up. Nobody ever says, "Oh my god, it's happening again." 
Right. But and the it, way they started out is almost as if we're we're about to see a story set in a world where the where the uh, the stuff in Demons One happened. That's what I thought. But then as it goes on, you see more people watching it and the way they're reacting. And when the guy was like busting his daughter's balls, oh, you're gonna watch this trash or something like that. That to me made it seem like okay, this is just a movie. You know what I mean? Or maybe they tried to perpetrate it. It's a hoax. Maybe they tr- they're they're trying almost like found footage. You know what yeah. I mean? Or it's time, like, oh, you're trying to make it look like this is something that really happened. Clearly, this never happened. You know what I mean? I don't know, but I, I sure you're coming from because I always think that when I first start to watch this movie, that's what I think. I'm like, that's a cool way to uh, yeah. to go from one to two because they show the end scene in a manner of speaking from yeah. the, the end. You know, when they're in the jeep, I'm like, okay, so they're, they're showing what happened with even different people. But I mean, they're showing and what's he, going on. And even but, the movie within the movie, they're cu- trying to find this sealed off area it's like walled off like walled off astoria <laughs> it's walled <laughs> off and uh walled off you know and you know you almost think like they're gonna go behind the wall in the movie and it's gonna be like the movie theater there i thought they were gonna when they got to that one point that would have been yeah. cool theater it was gonna be a tie-in it would have been cool yeah somehow uh, yeah, simultaneously broadcasting and and coming out on film too it was like, again, like I said, logic, it's not that strong suit, but it seems to work within, they make it work. They don't, they don't question it. So you're just along with the ride. So you just have to absorb what they're, what they're trying to sell you, which is that this demon movie, the one demon sort of notices the viewer and then beelines it for the TV and then comes out of the TV. And it's Jaws 3, Jaws 3, baby. <laughs> It's, cool, it's awesome. I love Those it. Those are good effects. I love and, that effect. And the demon effects are great. I still think the demons look really scary. And again, with yeah. the glowing eyes and everything like that, amazing. Again, they get some great atmosphere and great and effects. It's, it, it, it's it's amazing in that regard. But I yeah, that little dumb little Muppet ghouly demon. <laughs> uh, the, I'll say this. The pregnant woman it. is absolutely super hot. Like she's probably right? the, the honest pregnant woman yes. on screen. I was. Thank you for taking the words right out of my mouth. I Good. went and I had to like download some like prego porn after just because. Yeah, <laughs> Amputee prego porn. Yeah. Oh. Demon. He watched, demon. He watched. He watched, <laughs> he watched the end of Bone Tomahawk and masturbated. <laughs> you know I can't get hard unless I'm watching an ISIS beheading video. Actually, so it's. It's gone. And I'm in, going down a whole rabbit hole now. <laughs> and instead of uh, exploding boils, you get the uh, the vein pumping a lot in this. Yeah, the vein. Yeah, which is cool. cool. I love that. They, that's the stuff they don't have much anymore. I find it's like the bladder effects, like the Toxic Avenger, where the arm bubbles up and like the vein. Oh, I love that stuff. Practical. Yeah. It's a freaking. That's what it is. Part one and part two. You know, if you want to have a discussion with somebody about CG versus practical, say, here, just watch this. Like, I, like I'm so glad that my daughter, she sees things in passing, and she's into them. She's into animatronics, and she's into practical, and she finally understands what I was trying to convey to her years ago about how a lot of CGI is, is, is shit, and this is what it's all about. Now, if she sees something on the screen, she's kind of like into it. She's like, oh, yeah, she appreciates the freaking the artistry of it. And I'm like, I, I love seeing that. I wish more people would. But, I mean, that whole and that whole scene – is awesome. The, when you see the veins, the birthday scene, when yeah. she comes oh. out, that, that, everything about that scene, the way she comes out, the way it's shot, and, and when they're singing and what's going on, that, that whole five minutes is so great, man. I oh, do yeah. wish they had shown more of the carnage. It's, it's sort of more implied. You, you see a little bit, like when she grabs the guy's arm, but I wish she had, I wish there had been more of like a, 
a visual on all the slaughter that took place in there. Well, just be happy you've got the like the uncut version now because again, growing up, yeah. there was only the R-rated, and I remember it did not holding a candle to it because it cut out all the good stuff. So yeah, you had to hold the candle to it because it was so dark you couldn't see it. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> to, to be it honest, the quality wasn't all that great either. But the but I so I never it, I always enjoyed it, but I, I I always had it a lower rating. It's definitely come up for me. I don't have it I don't have it on par with the original, but it's definitely yeah. come up with me for, up on me <laughs> with me. But that scare where that woman goes and hears a scratching and then goes to the door and looks at the eye hole and that dog pops up. The picture that you showed earlier, <laughs> Davy, pops up. I laugh my head off because she opens the door and this thing is like what? Like 12 14 inches off the ground just sitting there looking up at her. I'm like, "Are you kidding me? That thing jumped up to the eye hole?" Fucking <laughs> okay, Davy, man. I love this. It's ridiculous. Dog. And he gets That should trans- be your profile picture. That, that, that dog in the circle. <laughs> and he and he gets the transformation that Rosemary, the uh one of the prostitutes gets in part 1. He gets yep. the the uh the teeth coming through. Oh. He gets an awesome like like an American Werewolf in London type transformation. Between that and the thing mashed together. Almost yeah. like the, and then the, they they only use him to kill his owner, and then you never see him again. What a waste! That's where the big de- demon should have come out of Davy. Yeah, that Great. really would have been cool. Well, this has kid demons in it. Like the kid demon was a waste too. They should have used him a bit more, but then they had that stupid fucking Muppet come out of him. The thing I, I, looks like a burnt cabbage patch kid or something like that. Like, uh, I'm it's mixed horrible. on the Muppet. I'm mixed I on it. it. I, I kind of wish it was more scary like the demon in part one. But again, like Dave, I kind of like, he's cute. And I enjoy it. You him like the I Muppet from this, him. but you hate the baby from Dead Alive. I don't understand it. Well, I'll tell you why. This is kind of, to, for me, oh. the baby from Dead Alive is completely ridiculous. Everything about it. Why would that happen? Yeah. That's just, it, this it's This is your dumb. Night of the Demons moment, Dave. Oh, hold on. No, it's not. <laughs> yes, it is. Now, <laughs> let me break it down. The break baby from down. Dead Alive, how does that happen? Can you recall it? Tell me Tell me what led to it. In, okay, in it is stupid. It's stupid. I admit it. Okay. It's a pregnant, a pregnant zombie giving birth within, like, hours of, of being impregnated. Yeah, and it's full grown. It's like a yeah. fucking a five year old running around, correct? Well, no, that's okay. just the way that they filmed it. But yes, it is a- I understand. Okay, but this movie here, what they do here, does it make a whole lot of sense? No, but when it comes out, the way it looks, to me, it's like it's like a, a watching the Zuni fetish doll thing. It, I like how it's a one on one thing. It's like the trilogy of terror. You have one girl being tormented by this freaking thing that's chasing her around the uh, around the room. I like it. I wouldn't mind a movie, a spinoff of of those things. Tormented. Oh, no, that, I like that's that. great. It's the way it looks and the sounds it, it makes. It's, yeah, it's not scary <laughs> enough to be like on the Zuni fetish doll level. It's ridiculous. I what you're Zuni fetish doll looks weird and makes those ridiculous noises. That I thing like was it. terrifying. That's hilarious. You're talking about thing. trilogy of terror. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't know, this is on, I think it's on Prime. I just saw a spoof of this with Donald Trump. Did you see that? It's four minutes long. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta no. watch, it's ridiculous, but you gotta watch is it. Is this it's where just... he's chasing Hillary Clinton around? No, he's chasing her? Karen Black. All they do is they replace oh, okay. the doll and oh, they the overdub Karen from... Black. The and they had to, stuff, yeah. yeah. I think I've, I think I've seen this. Four minutes long, it's on, yeah. it's on Prime. But anyway, it's just funny that you bring that up. Because that doll's that doll though is scarier. Yeah, it's on Prime. Um, that doll is scarier, yeah. but this doll is just goofy looking in the sounds it makes, and it looks like they're taking a fishing wire and just having them go. Wee! 
There's like no movement. There's no animatronics to the thing. It just, I it just, love when he comes flying out of the Murphy bed. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> it's just like this. It's just like. <laughs> Is that a Kendo? <laughs> oh, it's a Jason Cosell doll. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Doesn't say anything anymore. How crusty is his? How crusty is his back end? Let me see. Wait, that's from Jason Goes to Hell, isn't it? With his brain exposed and shit. Yes, I just said it was just, Jason Goes to Hell. He literally just said it was Jason Goes to Hell. I couldn't hear because they get cut off sometimes when uh, two guys are both talking at once. Okay. Oh boy. Oh yeah, but I, for some reason, see, you know, I don't like goofy shit. The way I saw it and the way it's portrayed just didn't seem goofy to me. I mean, the noise is a little obnoxious, but what do you expect out of a baby demon? I just thought it was just some baby <laughs> flipping the fuck out and. I liked it. It's, did you guys ever see oh. that movie, Apartment? Uh... Hold on. Hold, just bench it for one second. We got to do a poll. I just need a poll on the page. Then, guys, everybody check out Demons 1 and 2 on Shudder. And then we have to have a poll. Is the baby, baby demon super cool or super goofy? Or both? I guess you can could, you could, you could think it's... I, uh, I mean, I like the idea of it. I like the threat. I just think it's so bad compared to the rest of the effects and everything but anyway you you apartment what sorry i cut you off dave sorry apologies okay uh, apartment 212 i think it was called it was from last year or the year before uh yeah um, i never saw that but i remember what you talked okay about. oh wait yeah. maybe i did see that is that the one with the the little creature that's tormenting in in the house in the apartment in, in the apartment but we don't get that reveal until the fucking third act oh <laughs> uh, did i spoil something <laughs> Uh, yeah. So I was going to say, just go watch that movie. I've and seen see something cool in that that reminds me of this, I was going to say. And I like when they did something like that in that movie. That's all I was going to say. But see, it's a cool reveal because it, the whole movie, you're seeing something else going on. And she's having, she's falling apart. I'm telling you, it's a good movie. Apartment 212. Check it out. It's worth a watch. I vaguely remember it. I'm mixed with it. I'm mixed on it. I, I like the Muppet simply for its comedic effect now. But I, I do agree with Dave that it does have that that trilogy of terror feel to it and it would it would have that trilogy of terror feel to it had the Muppet been much more terrifying. The kid was scarier than the, than the that's Muppet. What I, said. I agree. I love the idea of her being tormented and it's another yeah. thing she's got to deal with and she puts it in with not a trundle bed. What is that? The Mur Murphy the bed. Murphy beds where they go up and all that stuff is great. It's just the doll is just it's more like when he comes back again, you're like, fuck, I just killed his motherfucker. <laughs> oh, just... I still say when she's pouring the acid on him and he's just like, perfect. Beautiful. Well, speaking of that, how can, this is what I love about these movies too. Dubbed again. Yeah. Uh, the guy, the guy's like, there's blood dripping from the ceiling. I touched it. It burns. And he's showing his corrosive fingers, but he's saying it so matter of factly. <laughs> it burns. Your fingers are like the bone. Is I showing. know. He's like, <laughs> but he's like, so like matter of fact, it's like, there's blood dripping from the ceiling. I touched it. It burns. <laughs> yeah, fingers look like freaking burnt hot dogs. <laughs> like, it didn't just burn. It, it scorches and freaking devours your skin. Or, <laughs> or when he goes, explain, exclaims, that's a demon. How the hell does he know what a demon is? Right. I wrote that too. Exactly. That's a demon. And they, they were calling him that. Yeah. What the hell? I mean, the guy said it, Tony the Pimp said it in the first movie, a demon, an instrument of evil. But, they, but he I mean? refers to the movie, because just like yeah, they correct. said in the movie, because uh, I always thought an instrument of evil was a great line, but they actually call it an instrument of evil in the movie, which is just quoted in the movie. But the other thing that gave me unintentional comedy 
beautiful scene. It's in the attempt to escape. All the gym patrons start bashing. So he, they start bashing a metal bar against glass or plexiglass or whatever. That doesn't seem to work. So then they decide to throw a fern at it. (laughs) (laughs) And then when that doesn't work, they start banging their hands on it. I'm like, the metal bar was probably your best option. And when that didn't work, a fern wasn't going to do the trick. But Tony was, Tony was once again, collected and in charge here, yelling at them not to panic. The one guy, he gets the fire extinguisher to use the dubbing on that guy was awful. He's like, Oh, how do you use this? Uh, remove the pen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> remove the pen. I think that was done on purpose. Like, you're supposed to be a dope, but it, it, it's, right, it's hilarious. Right. I thought the funny scene was when they're in the garage and they have the fire set. He sets the fire. He's like, keep that fire going. And then two seconds later, he's like, put that fire out. We're going to suffocate. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes, like, two seconds later. But during the fire, when the, when the demons come in, do you notice they come in like tumbling acrobats? It's bad shit crazy. But that elevates it to free. there's again, it's fun. Another oh, perfect example it. of a popcorn movie. You, you just sit back, you watch it, and you have a, a blast with it. I mean, that's what this one's all about as well. It's, Dave, it's just silly than the first. Subtitles being messed up. I had the subtitles on Shudder watching this, and Uh-oh. when George comes back to the apartment to help Hannah write right when he's about to kill the uh, the muppet the ghoulie uh when he when he comes into the apartment you know what she what the subtitle said it says that she screams david and david is the name of the actor who played george oh, but oh, i wow. went i went back and listened to it and i don't think she's saying david i don't know what she's saying but she's not saying david but she but the subtitles say david help me or something like that oh, and i'm actually like saying covid <laughs> covid <laughs> Beware of COVID. This is very yeah. The the demon scaling the um oh, in the man. elevator, the chasing him up, oh, terrifying, yeah. terrifying. Yes. Oh, yes. I think at the end of the movie, coming down the building. Oh, that apparently. that's fucking hilarious because it's like, hey baby, I'm gonna I'm gonna harness myself in. You just hang your present pregnant ass off me, <laughs> capiche? <laughs> like he's all harnessed in. She's the one holding on. <laughs> It's the right, best. but remember I know, when Ozzy was chasing her oh. on the fuck coming down, scaling the building on yeah. the outside. It's awesome, man. Yeah. And look, very, very Evil Dead inspired with our lead male characters here. Oh, both of In them. Part, well, yeah, both of them. Both of them are Ash. They oh, he looks like, he uh, looks like Ash. In this one, he looks like Ash with the torn off shirt. I think it's blue. I mean, it looks like Ash. Yeah, but even, 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 was it George sure. also? It was also a George in part one who, who uh. Who was the last guy? He, you know, his shirt's all torn up by the end when he's riding the motorcycle with the sword. I was talking about the sounds more than anything in part one when they were turning and everything else. It sounded like the stuff in the Evil Dead yeah. one. This was before made... Iconic Ash. They had that's Ash true. and Evil Dead, but not the not Iconic Ash because Evil Dead Two came out a year after this. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I didn't even think funny of that. enough. No, that, there's I, some I, interesting stuff that reminds I, me of other movies. Wow. Even uh, Sally as a demon in this one when she starts moaning. The moaning sound effects reminded me very much of like Fright Night. Oh, okay. yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She sounded almost it. like uh, like Evil Ed when he's when he's like turning back into a human after he's been impaled. Hmm. I'll know well, soon. Remember, I only seen it one time, but I think we have oh, to watch yeah. it for the show. Yeah, it, it was a 2020 for you. <laughs> no. Uh, do we have to watch it for the show? Yeah, was we it do. Th- yeah, Good. yeah. That's, that's going to be a great show. Fright Night, uh, Dead Zone, and something else. Is that next oh, show? Nice. No, I don't think I don't it's know. next show. I'll do next I'll show. do the rundown again at the end of the show. Next That's show fine. is it follows. Oh, cool. 
But yeah, oh, you know we we forgot to mention both movies in the first one, the fuck the amazing metal type soundtrack and, and what they do with that. A lot of great songs well, that, that fit. Braden brought movie. it up like three times. I tried. I tried <laughs> to get you guys to buy because you guys are the music guys. I kept saying it had an awesome soundtrack. I did like the songs in it, even though I didn't know some of them. Save like, my soul that. from Motley Crue. Yeah, I, mean, I thought they came through. in after. I thought, and it could be wrong. In the original version, I thought they came out when they were kicking ass at the end when they're driving the motorcycles. But it's like playing when I think they're watching the movie and the soundtrack yeah, Mo- of the movie. Molly Crew is very early on in the movie. At the end, yeah. it's a different yeah. band. But they had Billy Idol. This one had the Smiths, and I mean, I don't different. even know all the bands. It's different, but still, still solid. Yeah, but different type of music. It's like yeah. it's like okay, we still want to do th- this era and what's going on, but we're gonna have a different type of music that was happening at the time, and it was cool. It was an interesting choice. It kind of fits. Like the first one, it, it I don't know, for whatever reason they they seem to fit. Again, I'll say it again. It's more of the same, but that's what a good sequel does. Some people complain, oh, they made the same movie over and over again. Well, you know what? If the first movie's successful and you could go in on the second one, have a lot of fun with it, and change, change it up a couple a bit. little yeah. things. Yeah, and that's what I like about this movie. It's more of the same, but what they do is, I like the fact that they separate, that they have this group over here. You have yeah. the girl being chased by the freaking thing that he hates, the gooey Muppet. You have these ones uh, over here that are dealing with this one. You have these people, you know, they're being scaled in the elevator, and you have these people over here. You yeah. have different situations. You got the kid in the vents. You got the kid hiding in the vent. It's like, it's, it's really cool. It's There's cool. a lot of cool they, set pieces. They again. step it up. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, let's yeah. let's face it. That's why some people love Friday the 13th and why others don't. I mean, I mean, it really is like the same, like more of the same. And you, you're along with the right or not. And this one is a perfect example from a, a, a different subgenre of horror. And you're right. The different set pieces are, are amping it up with the, the scaling up the elevator shaft or down the building or whatever d- does it. It's great. And the freaky part of when she's running, when they get to the TV station and she sees the demon again running towards the tv and he just sort of smashes all the tvs yeah she's mirroring oh, what started in the first place the demon from the right. movie running at her which was cool it was cool it was, uh, isn't it, it weird that they show it when she's on top of the building too it's like they, yeah yeah it's weird uh, the first uh, again, time again you see this, this this television studio and you're like what's going on some sort of like alien government project supernatural then but no explanation but who who gives a shit still just like another the show- theater Exactly. Just another showcase of great effects and fun characters and good music. Yep. I just, I just, I just wish, um, I just wish maybe they had Davy around a little longer. I would have liked to seen him show up and and have another kill. And Ozia survived. Ozia was alive still. Kind of. Yeah, she was in the car and the demons ran away. So she should have showed back up at some point. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you're right. I never thought about that. And, the, oh, and they do they do the, the shots. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, that sucks. Oh, jeez. But you know what I like? The hallway shot, like 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 the thing in the first one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Blowing eyes in the hallway. Yeah, and then what I call the wreck shot, because wreck took it from them, but still they did it a couple times. Them looking down, they're seeing them all running up the freaking uh, stairwell. You know what I call no. that? I call that Willy, I call that the Willy Wonka Oompa Loompa shot. <laughs> I feel that's right before they're about to the sing. They look over. <laughs> oh, and they do yeah, in that one scene. <laughs> <laughs> it stops you from smoking and brightens your smile. Yeah, right. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, shit. They do that. You're right. Oh. There was this one thing I got confused about just for a second. It, it was 
first of all, terrible parents. Who lets that kid freaking stay home alone at night like that? You know, what the hell's going on here? They let the kids stay home. Then they is get out of the apartment? movie. Whatever the fuck it is. No, he's, <laughs> he's, in, he's by himself. He's locked in an apartment. What's going to happen? <laughs> no, yeah. That's, that's you and I would do it, I'm sure. You know? <laughs> and all of a sudden, they're out of the movie, and they're walking, and it's daylight. Just for one scene, it's like a 10-second walk. They go, oh, we should do something. Did you notice that? I figured I, Christian would notice that. I, I, I think I know exactly shot. what you're saying. It was almost like they they didn't have an option, so they just did some really bad day for night and just said, it, we're going to try to do it. But it is weird. It makes it look like it's a totally different time frame. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, what the hell? But, I mean, that's, you know, a minuscule complaint. I just saw. Oh, the the fact that she has acid in her freaking kitchen is weird. Who the hell has acid in their house that they can dump on somebody and kill? What is he, a scientist? Are they scientists? They are scientists. They are scientists. Yeah. He's studying, oh, he's studying a physics book. And well, she's they're, they're on... students. Yeah, they're no, not, but they're, they're but he, scientists. She's, she's also, yeah, no, they are. I had no problem with that because she was talking about it, too, at, at one point. Really? I... Isn't it funny you just assume that when the baby gets delivered, it's going to be a demon baby? Right. You, said, you sounded so Canadian there when you said baby. <laughs> baby. Why, baby? Why is that Canadian? I've been talking to Heather too much. Baby. baby. And baby. now you just said baby. I was like, it's so Canadian. I think I said baby. You said baby. Anyway. <laughs> what did she call you, Brandon baby? Brandon baby. Brandon hey, baby. baby. Talk to hey, baby. Can she say battery baby. by chance? Battery? I ran out of batteries for my vibrator. Yeah. Oh, batteries. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was actually was the exact sentence. <laughs> no, anyone who knows Heather knows she would never run out of batteries for her vibrator. <laughs> <laughs> you better have recharges in there, bitch. You better have them all over the place, you know? Shit. Rechargeables, ready to go. Man. <laughs> I know I would if I was a female. I, oh. I, again, I don't want to speed this up, but I rated this uh, when we did the 86 show for 22 Shots. Uh, I had this in my top 10 and I had an eight out of 10 and I stick with that rating. Uh, I think it's, it's a great follow-up. I don't think it's as good as the first, but it's definitely come up over the years. I think, uh, seeing it uncut definitely adds to it. It's goofy fun. Yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely a notch below the original. I do think it needed a little bit more gore. It didn't have the blood and, and, and the nastiness of part one and, and especially in the later parts of the film. And it had an opportunity, particularly, you know, uh, towards the end when he's, you know, having the showdown with Sally, when he's having the show. I mean, I do like when he throws Ula right off the roof. That's hilarious. <laughs> just, just chucks her right off. But it needed just, I don't know. Manicarino. A little bit more gore in the end. And uh, I also gave him an 8 out of 10. All right. Uh, like I keep saying, more of the same. It, it, it's a lot of fun. There's a couple things I wanted to point out that I thought was fun. Do you think that that girl that was a... Uh... You know, she was a hooker. She was assuming that the other guy was a gigolo. Yeah. She said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you? Yeah, isn't that <laughs> weird that, that they had that whole situation going on? And then how about when the Hannah girl says to, uh, what's his name? George? Is that his name? Whatever the hell his name is. She's like, oh, you don't want your baby to be born with a birthmark, do you? Why, why would it be born with a birthmark? Because she didn't need food. Did you notice she said that? That was a reason know. for wanting to Yeah, no, that was a weird that was a weird line. And it was also weird that she's like going to like knock on the party and she's like banging as loud as she can. She can't get anyone to answer. So she sends George out. Like like him knocking is gonna someone's gonna answer. She just wants cake answering. too. She just yeah. wants cake. <laughs> Those desserts look good though. Oh boy, did they? I was dying oh watching. God, that. I oh. wanted to yeah, I wanted to oh. go in there and just have all those desserts. Oh man, yeah, for sure. 
And then somebody has a line. They say, I want to go home. I don't want the demons to get me. They say, <laughs> <laughs> <Who says that? laughs> somebody, I wrote it down. It's, it's got to be somebody at the party. <laughs> I don't know, but they say it. <laughs> I think it might have been somebody in the um, the thing towards the end, uh, whatever the hell, the parking garage, whatever the hell it is. Oh, yes. Yeah. I think it's one of the yeah. girls in the car. Yeah. The three girls who yeah. are crouched down in the car, yet they leave the sunroof wide open, <laughs> and the demons yeah. come in, just grabs her by the hair and pulls her out. It's like, you fucking idiot. <laughs> Shut the fucking sunroof. <laughs> See, that's where I wanted the more gore, too, when I talk it, about this. Yeah, it should have been there, like, yeah. They got too bombastic with too many freaking things flying around, and they're showing yeah. car crashes and stuntmen fucking demons. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. There's so many instances where you see the demons grabbing people and pulling them through the front of the windshields and yes. through the sunroofs, and it's like this could make for follow it up with a kill. Let me Where's see the scalp. Yeah, rip someone's scalp up, rip someone's throat yep. out. Let's see more yep. blood. Like the first one, that's what they would have exactly. done. Exactly. The effects in this movie went to like transformations and things like that, which was fine. They look good. They look good. And they did that in the first movie, but in the first movie, they had more kill gore. They had more. For sure. <laughs> Ed Kilgore. Anybody? <laughs> he was the guy that freaking used to do that's, the news. That's about Igor's that. brother, Kilgore. Ed Kilgore. <laughs> and Al, Al Gore. Kilgore for vice president. <laughs> and I felt bad for that girl, too, because her mother turned and she was asking for her father and she was hiding yeah. in the car. That poor girl. Yeah, but and, he went out like a, like a fucking pimp. Well, yeah. Tony went out like a pimp, but he also went out like a pimp. <laughs> and yeah. one more funny observation. Some of the freaking ADR animal noises for the dog, when he would, they made him sound like he was a werewolf. Oh, <laughs> like it was oh I swear they put, like, I think I wrote something down that made it sound like they used a totally different animal, like a gorilla right. or something at one point. Or it, it said like a dinosaur. It was ridiculous. <laughs> a dinosaur. <laughs> A dino dog. Yeah. Uh, it was the same noise they made when, um, what's his name? When Dan Aykroyd turns in Twilight Zone, the movie, uh, uh, when yeah. he's something real scary, he turns around. I always thought that was funny because he chokes the guy and he makes these noise. There's something like a cougar or a freaking, I don't know, some type a, of... A liger. I was like, a liger. Yeah, Jushin Thunder Liger. Yeah. One, <laughs> some freaking weird thing. But anyway, I won't go on and on. I'm sorry. The There's funny thing about that also is after that transformation, when he kills the owner, like you could clearly see, like she's like hiding behind the curtain. He jumps up. You could clearly see just a regular dog is like tails wagging, just basically yes. wants kisses. Yeah, I noticed that <laughs> this time. Yeah. Fucking Davy, man. I love Davy. Yeah. I'm doing the rest of the show as Davy. Davy. <laughs> Think about it, dude. Did you rate it? No. Um, but I'm doing what you. I just wanted. No, I was just. Getting in some stuff I thought was funny. <laughs> um, <laughs> again, I'm agreeing with you guys. I'm going to say again, the horror is horrific like it should be. That's what the, that's what separates this movie from other ones. And it's fun without being silly or stupid. That's this what guy. I like about it. That's yeah. what it is about these demons movies. It's fun without being silly. And the horror, when it's there, is horrific. That's how you do it. Again, I'm 100% in agreement with these guys. It's an 8 out of 10 for me as well. Oh, you like both movies. That's fantastic. Yep. I, I wish they continued this because I know that Demons 3 is the ogre or the ogre is Demons 3. And then there's a fourth and a fifth one. Um, well, the but, church was also considered Demons 3, right? No, I think that was another one. I think that might be four. And oh, then there's okay. a fifth one too or something. I don't know. But they none of, none of them... None of them like follow this structure. Yeah, they should have they just picked another location and done this film again because it's just... Prime for a It's a, a formula that should be followed. I don't think I could be wrong, but I want to say Argeno was not involved with those other ones either. I could be wrong. 
Lamberto, uh, Lamberto Bava, though, directed The Ogre, I believe. He did he? Okay. And, and Suave did uh, The Church. Yeah. I know. That's true. And I hear you. I just, yeah, I don't know. You know, The Church was also, that that was, there was, a, I think the story was from Dario, to be honest with you. So, again, I haven't seen The Church in years. I don't think there's a good copy of it, is there? Or, or am I way off on this? I think, um, like, Ronan or something recently put out a Blu-ray, like, within the last year or so. Really? Yeah. Okay. I got to look into that, because for some reason I thought... I, I think, I think it's a fairly to... cheap cheap copy, too. I don't know what the quality is like, but it's, I think it's like a $15 Blu-ray. Like, you're not going to spend an insane amount. Okay, well, I'm going to look that up. Okay. The yeah. Church, let's see. Yeah, you're right. There was a Ronin. There's a Scorpion releasing for $18, see? Okay. Sorry, I don't mean to. But yeah, there Scorpion. Are some that's it, Scorpion. There, Ronin's yeah. the company that sells them. <laughs> there are some key people that listen, though. And then they have this in two-disc set. Yeah, either way. I have, so I guess I have the DVD of the church. I think do you? Yeah, yeah. It's like eighteen bucks. So uh, as usual, I'm waiting for it to uh, <laughs> for it to drop in price a little more. Ten dollars, it, it, it'd be all mine. Certain movies I wait for that ten dollar, you know, to strike. But look, I think C's getting better. He's less sweaty now. He looks. He looks good. He looks like he's having a good time. But let's I'm keep it going sweaty. while we can. <laughs> I'm getting tired. Demons 3, you might have been right. Uh, The Japanese version of the church was Demons 3, but I know that the ogre is Demons 3 as well. But you know how these titles get, right? The ogre. What a turnoff that is to me. You got Demons, Demons 3, and then you think about an ogre in part 3. I mean, what is that? I think it's a guy from from Revenge of the Nerds. I'm thinking of Shrek every time. time (laughs) I'm not an ogre. (laughs) Right? Orgas have layers. Yeah, oh, I, I'd watch that. <laughs> or I'd watch Ogre from Revenge of the Nerds. Either one, yeah. I would watch. Nerd demons. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that. They just. <laughs> <laughs> it takes place the next one is just takes demons three the ogre takes place at that university uh and it's college yeah, adam's college <laughs> we should make our own our own version of that demons our, three, movies ogre. End up being, our movies gonna end up being like uhf that we can think it's just gonna be little bits from all these things that are horror related that we're oh. gonna throw in because every time we do a show there's a new, we just had one earlier. I forgot what it was, but I, something pathematic. Oh, we should just do that in the movie. And I'm telling you, that's what it's going to be. It's going to be the, the horror version of UHF. I think people would like that. I love UHF, so I would love to see it. I love UHF. I showed my son UHF. that. I have, the, I have the DVD of it, man. It's awesome. I showed my son that for the first time uh, during COVID, and he fucking thought it was hilarious, too. He didn't want to so see it. It's so good. And he got the references, too. The <laughs> well, sect. The sect is Demons 4. The Devil's Daughter, <laughs> supposedly. That's also known as... So that's the other uh, Suave movie or whatever, Michael. How, how are those demons, though? This is what I'm trying uh, well, to... Well, they're... I they're... when movies do that. It's a marketing scam. Yeah. It's a marketing scam. I don't want, and I don't people, think... Oh, Demons 3. I love Demons 1 and 2. Wait, there's no demons in this movie. That's what I'm saying. I can't stand when people do that. Or when people consider that to be, like, uh, an, an official part of the franchise. The horror story? Of... House 3? That's... <laughs> Well, yeah, you know how I feel about horror it. show. Stupid. Horror show, like yeah. Having evil, that would be like if Friday the Thirteenth after the final chapter, if Part Five was f- something about, you know, uh, an imposter Jason. Let's part just call five, it Friday the Thirteenth. Part 13, Five was like five. about kids in a halfway house, and the Jason wasn't even in it. Like, 
<laughs> Sorry. But it's a slasher. You all I, love, sudden... I love part five. I love part five. You know I do. What if Friday, Friday 5 13th part five, the ogre. Yeah, the ogre. And the next one could be like the, a, a knockoff for the omen or something. Just Let's just call anything Friday the 13th and slap a, a label on it so these freaking marks will buy these movies. See, that's where I get insulted as a horror fan or as a fan, just a consumer of anything, where other people, they eat it up. Oh, you got to see this as part of the franchise. It's official. And I look at it, I'm like, you know what? I'm not get to me, you're just being a mark. You're just saying, okay, let's just put a freaking a title on it. And they're going to eat it up because they have I just want to be a Christian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, be a Christian. <laughs> All right. Let's do it. The main event. The main, the main event. event. I have a lot to say here. I'll try not to talk too much, but man. All right, The Fog. Long way. John Carpenter's The Fog. From 1980, an unearthly fog rolls into a small coastal town exactly 100 years after a ship mysteriously sank in its waters. And written by John Carpenter and Deborah Hill. All the crew is there. Yeah. All the crew is there. Tommy Lee Wallace. Dean Condy. Yeah. Hey. You know what? I didn't give this like a fair chance when I was younger. I think I, although I loved Halloween and I loved a lot of John Carpenter's other films, almost all of them, this movie, I just felt like I I just never connected with it when I was younger, when I was a teen. Yeah. Yeah. Something happened. And then in my twenties, I like revisit it and I'm like, wow, I really dig this. And over the course of the last five to 10 years, it's become one of my favorites of his. I I think this is a I think this is a film and a story that's geared more towards more towards the adult horror fan. Well, it, I could it, see I could see kids being bored with this. It's I mean it's the epitome of, of slow burn atmospheric, but it's got terrific characters. Sorry, I know we always talk about character development and stuff like that, but it does have good characters. But it also has really good story to it, really good background, really good you know. Oh, in the building last up. 20 building. plus minutes is great. Like, I mean, yeah, it, no, but they really set up the story well, talking about it, the, the journal and everything, and really understanding everything. I would have liked, if, if I have one quibble with it, maybe the six, maybe because it's a small town like this, maybe have more descendants of, of, the, uh, of the six rather or, than just Father Malone. Or more, more just town folk, more, more. Of the town because the town's super cool. The locations they picked here are great. I feel like they. I feel like it, it yeah. just it, it jumps to the, the following the characters, which is fine. It works. I, I, like I said, I've come way up on this movie, like way up. It just I love that feeling. It's just the same feeling I get with Crystal Lake or whatever. So I have to keep bringing it back to Friday Thirteenth, but the feeling of the town there and, and the location they picked for the lighthouse and everything they've done, they they've created a, a really good feeling and it wasn't well received back in the day either it's something that developed a cult following as it went on as as the years went by um and i don't know if you guys watched the special features i had no clue that i I didn't realize that this was oh get this out of here with davy i didn't realize that this like they edited the movie john carpenter went on vacation came back and uh tommy lee wallace said it was not working and they watched the movie and, and john carpenter quote quote like i'm quoting him it says it sucked it wasn't scary. It wasn't good. They needed more. So he just said all the stuff that they added that was like any close-ups of pretty much those uh, monsters or any stabbings and everything like that were all added. All that supernatural stuff with the cars and the, the bottles jiggling, all that was all added after. Yeah. And John Houseman, that yeah. scene too. The intro. 
that was oh, added. Oh, that was and, added. I didn't realize that was added. And that and the climax scenes with Adrian Barbeau on top of the freaking lighthouse were all yeah, added I, after. I, I thought they said they had some of that, but just they they didn't have enough to make it like what it is now because that sequence is great. Talk about a nice set Thank piece. You. That that that's great. Like the it's just the atmosphere created here and it it, it it, it's funny because I say, yeah, it's leisurely paced, but then when I look down, I'm like, already we're at the climax. So when I was well, watching it this time, I'm like, holy movie. shit. It's not yeah. that it's slow. It just happens to be an atmospheric, slow burn film. Yeah. It builds. It builds. But, uh, well, you, I got mean, you get, you get enough. All star cast. You get enough. I mean, shit's, shit sort of hits the fan very, very early on, but it's still, it's got a rhythm to it and it's definitely a slower pace. There's no gore in it whatsoever, which doesn't hurt it because it's all about the atmosphere. He wanted a PG movie when he made it, you know. He was trying to, to film this as a PG movie. And then, of course, it didn't turn out that way when they added certain things and everything else, which is yeah. fine. But I completely intended on coming into this movie and saying that this is a movie that came out. Uh, it had all the components that all the, all, all the great ones had, and I'm talking Halloween. E- even I, I realized Carpenter didn't direct Halloween 2 and 3, but, you know, Halloween, uh, The Fog, uh, freaking Escape from New York, uh, ha- ha- 1 and 2, uh, everything, uh, it, not Christine necessarily because Cundy wasn't there for that, The Thing, okay? So mm-hmm. you have all these components, producer, uh, you have Deborah Hill, you have, you have Carpenter, you have the, the, the soundtrack, you have all these things going on, and the, the actors and the people on the set. It, the thing is, what I intended on saying was it has all these components that all these other movies have, but I always found it a bit dull. A bit dull, primarily in the middle. I thought that maybe they kind of forced in more characters that weren't that didn't have to be there. Like, you never see... Like main characters even get together until freaking like five minutes in, and so it's like they have this thing over here with Jamie Lee Curtis uh, and, and Tom Atkins. Then you had this thing over here w- w- with Nancy Loomis and um and Janet Lee, and then you have Stevie Wayne, you have Adrian Barbeau during her, her yeah, thing. They... You have all these things. It's almost like they put them in, okay, just to have these little pieces and say, okay, let's cast these things and then throw it together and we'll do this. And we don't spend enough time with anybody to care enough about them, but then. This is what I was going to say. I st- I've always liked the movie, but not to the point of like, you know, the thing in Halloween. And, and Christine was always my third favorite. You know, I, I just don't put it on, on those levels. Or even Halloween 2 and 3, I liked it more. But this view, for the first time, I finally got it. And the climax, I will agree, really, really put it over for me. Like, it, it, that that really broke through. The, the last 20 minutes of that film... Are, are just phenomenal in every way. And the soundtrack, start to finish, is great. I've oh. always wanted to say that he peaked with Halloween 2 and 3 and Christine as far as soundtrack, but this is still early. This is 81 or, you know, 80, whatever, 80 actually. It's before freaking uh, the other the other ones. And it's top-notch here. Oh, I, I lifted it through one of my it. student films. I, I Not student films, I think just films I made when I was like, uh, 17 or whatever like that just ship films I love this score I lifted it for the final credits because I just I thought it was great it is great man yeah. wow it's subtle Damn. too it's not in your face it really fits with the uh, with the feel of the film very surreal dreamlike feel throughout I mean the shots of the water the fog I mean just absolutely terrifying and eerie which is great they open with that quote from Edgar Allan Poe of uh, 
I didn't write it down, but what is life but a dream within a dream or something? Dream like that. within a dream, yeah, something, something like that. Yeah. Dream a little Paraf- dream, sweetheart. Yeah, it, it, with Corey Feldman, a dream a little dream. I think that's what uh, was that. Was that Edgar Allan Poe or Edgar Allan Poe? You heard that too? Did I say Poe? <laughs> Edgar Allan Poe. I didn't say Poe. I gotta go back. I did not say Poe. I would it's love okay. to wasn't ride. As bad as what Jeremy lo- said. I would love to ride Edgar Allan's pole. <laughs> I definitely did not say pole because if I said it, it was because I said it quick because I actually make a joke about that in another movie I made, which is someone mispronouncing his name. So I don't, unless it was just yeah. me saying it quick. Subconsciously, you were thinking of Edgar Allan Poe. That's why you said it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it could be a toy at a kid's party. Yeah. Oh, everybody, everybody gather around the, the Edgar Allan Poe. You know, <laughs> everybody grab a string. <laughs> we got a raven over here. We got this here, you know. <laughs> we got a raven. <laughs> uh, a, a, a heart, a hellbound heart, not a hellbound heart. Um, damn it, what's it called? The um, tell, the heart. Tell, tell. tell. The tell, telltale heart over here. Right. Heart. <laughs> I couldn't even say it. It's the same <laughs> word. Telltale. <laughs> Nobody can talk today. Okay. But anyway, what a great movie. I, I really, this this viewing, I'm glad it happened finally and it happened for this show. It, I honestly. I might I, watch it again in October. I like, don't think I've seen this film as many as many times as a lot of people. So this, this might have only been like a third view for me. Oh, wow. And I. I've never been like super high on it, but I don't think I've ever really. It, it almost felt like a first time watch, watching again and really paying attention to the story. And I'm a sucker for for a good story, and this really just develops well. It just gives you the background, you know, 1880, the whole story, the Elizabeth Dane, Spivey Point, Antonio Bay, the conspirators, and and the lepers who wanted to colonize close by, and Father Malone leading this group to set the fake fire. It just really. It's really well developed. There's a lot of depth to the story, but it's very easy to follow and understand. I just, I just think with the six conspirators, you could have had each of the six victims now be descendants. That like would have been cool, but yeah. it would have been too much. I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe. It would have been a two-hour movie. I guess you could have put him, and then he got more characters. No, I don't want a two-hour I mean? movie. I don't want a two-hour movie. Forget that. And that's the thing. And he wrote in a part. He wanted Jamie Lee Curtis because what happened with Jamie Lee Curtis was she was in Halloween, and then it wasn't a hit immediately. Like it took six months, and then word of mouth, and somebody changed a uh, review, and it got popular. Mm-hmm. And then all she did was she did a a, a, a TV movie. And then she did uh, a spot on the love boat with her mother, and she was going nowhere. And he talked to her because basically he was splitting up with Deborah Hill, okay? Because by this point, he's with Adrian Barbeau. So he's splitting up with Deborah Hill, and because they were like 11 years older than, than she was, than Jamie Lee, they called her over to their house to tell them. It was almost like we're parents breaking up, and we want to have a, <laughs> a sit down and tell you, listen, because they kept in touch. So they got together. They, they called her over the house. They said, we're, you know, we're, we're going to be getting a divorce. And, and they called her over just to tell her that. And then they felt bad about that. And he wanted to have a part for her in the fall because, you know, he felt she's a good actress. I want to give her another, but she's not going anywhere. This yeah. is happening. So he created a role so she could be in this movie. So it was, a good, so it was, it was really well worked in her character. Well, yeah. you know, sort of, you know, just traveling the world. She comes from money, just sort of traveling, trying to make it on her own. And just meets up with Nick. Well, I like that. Are you a weirdo? Nick Castle. Are, are yeah. you weird? Yeah, yeah Nick Castle. Are you are you yeah, weird? I am. Yeah, are you weird? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I am. And he's like, oh, thank God. Great. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. 
Oh yeah, Nick Castle, and they use they use the name Nick Castle, Dan O'Bannon, and what's the other name? Edgar Allan yeah. Poe. <laughs> yeah, I want to choke the fucking life out of you. <laughs> oh, and Slow did you know Adrian Barbeau? Speaking Slow of that, Adrian Barbeau was in uh, someone's watching me with Carpenter. Carpenter did after Halloween, uh, made for TV, and he met her on that set. You know, and she's in the movie. Well, he he called her and said. I wrote a part specifically for you to be in this movie I'm writing called The Fog. So he, the way I'm looking at it, this guy is smart because he, I would have done the same thing. If I was a freaking a guy and I met like Angelina Jolie after showing did one movie, I would write something and say, hey, I'm going to try to date this woman. I'm going to tell her I wrote her a part. She's just starting out as an actress. Maybe I can seduce her. Sure enough, it happened. He, she got her. They started dating. They end up getting married. They're freaking married as they're filming this movie. But sure. isn't that something to think that Deborah Hill's on the set. She's the producer, his ex-wife, John Carpenter, and his new wife is an actress in the movie. And, and like Jamie Lee was talking about it. And you know, she thought it was gonna be uncomfortable because she got to be good buddies with uh with Deborah Hill. They were like, you know, hanging out and whatnot. And there's a good interview with her on the Screen Factory. You never see her talk about these movies. You see her t- but they it, it's a 20, 23 minute thing. And she talks about um, you know, everything she did in horror. And how after I, I did this, she did Prom Night and Terror Train. And she talked about how they were filmed in Canada. And you had to have two, you could only have two American actors on it. It was part of the deal, but you can film in Canada on the cheap and everything else. So she was talking about all, and she says she doesn't like this movie. And she, she says, I apologize, John Carpenter. She goes, it's just, this this movie was, I, I don't think this is a good movie. She gave her honest opinion. She, she loves Halloween. She even loves Halloween too. And she was talking about, you know, the different ones she was in, and she says, prom night was prom night. I don't didn't didn't get a read on that. And then she said, Terror Train was like, she goes, ah, it wasn't very good. And he goes, ah, she, but she goes, no, she goes, it was okay. You know what I mean? But it was cool to have her, you always hear her never talking about her Scream Queen years. And she has this little bit on, I don't know if anybody else watched it on the special features, but there's there's a, there's a 20 minute thing with Cundy. There's a 20 minute thing with Jamie Lee. I listened and then to there's the a couple thing. other I ones. I thought he was a little bit too Cundy. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was very condescending. Oh, <laughs> Jamie well, Lee and I have the same view on Terror Chain. It's all right. Yeah. Blows that film. Same with me. All right. Yeah. Okay. It's okay. Yeah, I lowered it a bit. It is okay. I want to I want to see the Great. opening credits. I like how John Carpenter kind of uh, aped his Halloween, where it was a two tone. Halloween has the yeah. orange red, and this one had the uh, the uh, white and blue. Yeah. The white and blue. I yeah. thought that was cool. And John Carpenter's acting impeccable. <laughs> His timing is absolutely like I don't know why he wasn't in more movies. <laughs> what was his name in this? Bennett. 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 Yeah, and I don't know why he got stiffed. Why did the guy? He asked him for money. He goes, "Hey, can I get paid?" And yeah. then, and instead of instead of no, he said paid, this. He goes, "Father, can I get paid today?" Right. Something like that. It was so bad. <laughs> but he blows it off and he tells him tomorrow. Come in two hour. Come in at six yeah. instead of four. Yeah, yeah. So in lieu of pay, he's yeah. letting him worse. He's letting him start work later the next day. That was gonna. I, I think he's kind of saying like, "Oh, we really don't have any money. I can't pay you, and I don't want you to work as much tomorrow because I, I'm low on funds. <laughs> in fucking, lieu of pay. fucking, fucking chip a little bit off the cross for yeah. him. Fucking yeah. scrape a little exactly. bit off the top. <laughs> or give me that bottle you're about to reach for there, Padre. <laughs> <laughs> And what a cast, man. Wow, oh, yeah. everybody. I mean, great, it, great stuff. Great it cast. Is, it is a great cast. Great cast. You feel at home. Atmospheric. That? That's it. You feel at home, did you say? 
you feel at home with them. They're 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 John Carpenter. They're horror actors. They're yeah, there's a, there's a comfort there, especially if you're like you know in, into yeah, that whole it's thing. His, like, it's his stable. It's like Adam yes. Sandler before like before Adam. Sandler. Well, he was the original Adam Sandler working with his, all the same people. I like that though. I didn't realize how many movies they actually all worked on. Yeah. Uh, it's a more recently, uh, and it's great that they had that sort of like entourage, but like. I don't know what it is with the picks that we've had this year that were on the list because I've watched. There's a bunch of movies that we're going to be coming up to that I've already watched this year. So like, it started with the Saw series. I had watched the whole series. We did that. I watched this April 21st because that's when it takes place. So it seems like that's when everybody cracks this one out. So I watched this yeah. movie then, and then we watched it again. So like, it follows. I think I watched already this year, and there's a couple of other ones too coming up that I've already done. So it's just very interesting that uh, uh, I don't know, maybe because they are some of our favorites and that's where they landed on the list, but it's just going to be a or year. Newer. That, yeah. So it's interesting, but I've watched this, yeah, twice this year already. And, and it's wow. great. And I, and I thought that, that when I watched it earlier this year, I don't think this movie gets as much credit. I think it does more so now, uh, but it's grown over the years. I think same like Brandon mentions Halloween three. I think that was yeah. shit on back in the day and that's gotten more credit over the years. Absolutely. Yeah, this one this one's grown on me. I really love the attention to detail. I love Adrian Barbeau's character in this. I find her very soothing. I find I find it's a unique way for her to sort of narrate almost the film by being this this radio host because she's the one basically communicating everything that's going on. She's getting all her information from Charlie Cyphers, who's playing Dan the Weatherman, and I I like that's a good relationship. Yeah. Yeah, I like yeah, I like that relation. I like the play between them too and I love, you know, the fog blowing against the wind. Obviously that doesn't make sense the whole scene with the the seagrass and then you see the Elizabeth Dane like awesome. right. Oh my god, that's te- that's, scary. that's scary. Yeah, very scary. Yes. Very scary. And uh, you know, 12 to 1 belongs to the dead and when uh when Tom Atkins when Nick it's like right at 1 o'clock when he opens that front door when he hears the knock and he's about to get killed but it, it just passes one o'clock yeah. so they so they they retreat till the next day i that mean it was great fantastic oh. good 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 suspense scene. scary yeah. shit the fog effects are great again when yeah. you see the documentary yeah. and how they had to create them that's what we're talking there was just a post recently i don't know if it was on our patreon page or if on our regular page talking about like what difference does it make between like um you know these multi, these really high budget movies that look like shit, and some lower budget movies. It's like sometimes it's just the heart. This one had a bunch of. It had a talented director. You had Dean Cundy as a talented director of photography, and you had people that just wanted to to, to create. Like they're working with next to nothing or a very low budget, so they have to be creative. And the way they came up with how to do the fog effects was awesome. I wouldn't even. Yes. I, I saw that question. It's interesting. I wouldn't even compare it to Marvel movies because I, you know. It, I'm not a diehard comic book fan, but I tend to enjoy those movies. But well, I would so compare I. it to, to, to today's lower budget films. Why don't they have this grander look? Why why aren't they copying the techniques well, that were used back then to create this sort of... I because mean, you can do everything in computer now. So like, what what's happened is a lot of things are being done in computer. Uh, so it's digital, digital being made on digital. Yep. It's yeah. always just going through a computer. There's no The film has this, this look to it. And we can emulate it, but it's not the exact same. And... By doing that, like you could just, you could just keep filming right now. There's no harm in just keeping the cameras rolling, because, but there it's film. Like it, it costs money. You have to process it. You have to do everything. 
So I there's the more. The, there's a bit yeah, of an art. The Fox thing. budget was a million. It says, which yeah. is not. A, it was just certainly not a lot of money. But if you told me this film had a had a you know a budget of ten million, I wouldn't bat an eyelash. I would believe you, because it has a look. It has a, such a great look to it, and it just it feels grand. For sure. Yeah, it does. And Cundy was talking about that in his interview. He was saying what you'll do on a, on a set that has a limited budget. He goes to, to see what we did. He goes, and I've worked on you know. I've worked it with, with ten so much more budget films, but these are the ones that impress me. He goes because if you have a good filmmaker like a carpenter that has a vision and you're dedicated to do something and come up with things, it, it can end up being even better when you look back on it. In retrospect, to watch this movie knowing that it was made for just under a million dollars or whatever he said, it's great. He goes, I'm watching this movie and I'm seeing this and the fog rolling in. And he talks about how they did that and just. But again, Cundy and the way he shoots his films too. I mean, with the wide, you know what I mean? It's what they were doing back then. That was a staple for for those movies. It was right up into up until Christine. But he didn't do Christine. But he did, you know, uh, the the other ones that I mentioned: the Hollow, the the three Halloweens, uh, Escape from New York, mm-hmm. and, and this, and um, in the thing, you yeah. know. And, and they all have that look. And like they even had the font in this one that was kind of like Halloween. Did you notice? Yeah. It was. Yeah. What a follow-up, too, to go with ghosts. I mean, after making Halloween a slasher. It's like, okay, let's do a good old-fashioned ghost story. He said that he was doing this. First and foremost, he was trying to do something like the the DC Comics, like Tales from the Crypt. DC Comics. Yeah, pardon me. EC Comics, dummy. Um, Like Tales from the Crypt and Vault of Horror. (laughs) Right, yeah. (laughs) Before Creepshow was made, he was trying to make this like one of those tales about somebody having revenge on how they were wronged. And then you know that this actually happened? This happened in like the the 17 or the 1800s where somebody, it wasn't a leprosy thing or anything like that, but it was somebody had gold and they did this exact trick. They freaking, they were moving to this place they were coming in, and they did the whole thing with the, with a the light, and they freaking took the light, and fog happened to roll in, and it worked out, and they freaking they crashed, and they took their gold, and, and, wow. and this it's based on something that actually happened, which is freaking insane, you know. Yeah. It always it always oh. adds an element of of to the movie. I guess it just it adds to its atmosphere, it gives it weight when you use something that happened. Uh, that based on true events, but then you expand off that and, and create the mythology from there. So. And it happened because he decided he had this idea because him and Deborah Hill, they were in the UK. They took, they took a trip and they went to Stonehenge and they were sitting in a restaurant or something or other. And just outside or in that area, this, this, this fog rolled in and they got into this conversation. And John says, so what do you think is in that fog? So if they don't go to Stonehenge, if they don't take that trip and go see that fog, Halloween I, three doesn't happen. Never... Ho- yeah, Halloween three, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Is that when they took the piece of Stonehenge? <laughs> I thought about that too. Like, but Stonehenge, right? look, look, look at the fog, everyone, and they grab a the big fear box. of the unknown. The fear of the unknown. It's the best, the best starting point for a horror film. Yeah. I go. Barbeau's, Barbeau's sort of dialogue at the end is fantastic. You know, you know, just look, you know, always look for the fog and, you know, wanting it to be a dream and all that. I thought that was really terrifying. But again, the story develops. Well, I love uh, Nick's Nick's story about his father with the gold coin and how uh, Andy now is telling his mom when when she when he found the piece of wood that it was he saw it as a coin first and then it Mm -hmm. turned to the piece of wood. I mean, just really, really good storytelling here. And the journal. What's that? I call you 
He was talking about Bodega Bay, Nick, which is from what do you call it? The birds. Yeah. Yeah, th- yeah, the whole the whole thing with Hal Holbrook and reading the journal with uh, Janet Lee and stuff like that, just good stuff. What's the matter? I, know, I, was, laughing. I was thinking of Montego Bay when uh, when he said that, Montego. singing Montego Bay. <laughs> I don't know why. Again, it's the stupid shit that pops up in our heads when we're doing this show. That's great. Well, back, back to Halloween three. Did anybody else hear it? Because it, it, to me, it was unmistakable. You know that one scene. When first of all, great shot when when Adrian Barbeau was walking down the steps to go to the lighthouse and, and oh, they had that shot. Amazing. Oh, oh isn't it? Yeah. Oh man. But that actually that whole sequence is amazing. And she's going up there on the board and the water. But the voice is what I'm specifically talking about. Remember she's listening to the tape of the promos? K A B fourteen thirty or whatever it is. Or thirteen forty. Number like one. Halloween had, the Halloween commercial in part three? I guarantee that's time we be Wallace doing that because he did it in Halloween three yeah, as well. It must yes. be. Yeah. For sure, for so sure. cool. Yeah, <laughs> I like I like finding out that they filmed uh, uh, dude at the beginning. I forgot his name. I apologize. Houseman, uh, yeah, Houseman on uh, in a soundstage. Yeah, yeah, isn't that, that nuts? That's that's what we're talking about. You put a little backdrop there. You light them. Yeah. It looks like a, a a a fire, and boom, they just film film him telling the story. Beautiful. It's awesome. But who? But who would do that? Would you let your children? It's like twenty-five-year-old kids and one old man <laughs> fucking hanging out together five minutes to midnight on yeah. a random night. <laughs> I know, but I, oh well, yeah. I know it. <laughs> I just found it funny. That is a great intro, though. You can't take anything away from that. You know the way his voice, the way he delivers the whole thing. Eleven fifty-five. Oh, he's great. Uh, uh, I'm interested for a 4K release of this. I didn't. I have the DVD. Is it coming? Uh, well, they do have one again. A German company released one a couple of years ago uh, that you can get. But I mean, I'm assuming it will come. They did now when Scream Factory did their collector's edition. I was going to grab that one, but yeah, I'm just thinking now ah, maybe I'll wait. When they did the Steel Book, did they do the 4K scan? Because I know sometimes they did a 4K scan and sometimes they didn't. Do I have know? the Steel Book of the Fox. Yeah. Okay. The Screen Factory Steelbook. I'll look it up right now because I'm on the set. Uh, I'm on the site because I was looking at what do you call it earlier. I love steelbooks. I don't know. So do I. To, a lot of people yeah. don't. I love them. I think they look awesome. Yeah, I do too. I'm a big steelbook guy. The Fog Steelbook Collectors. Hmm. Ah, the video is only a 3.5 rating. Wow, it's going for $80 now. That shit sold right out, huh? Really? Oh, maybe I'll sell yeah. it. It was on for nineteen ninety nine on the site of this Canadian site I was going to. So I, I tried to pre-order or order it. I'm like, I don't think you can get it anymore. The guy's like, no, if it's on our site, you should still be able to get it. I'm like, okay. I don't know why you've got the regular collector's version there for twenty nine ninety nine and the steelbook for nineteen ninety nine. but I'll, I'll take this. I'll order the steelbook. But he couldn't get it back in. So they must have had a promo right before it went out. I was so mad. <laughs> doesn't look like they changed anything here. It doesn't I don't, I about don't think they did. The look definitely didn't look like it was 4K scanned. But I, I don't I don't know. I think it looks good enough. I'm not – look, I'll buy 4K films, but I don't feel the need to up, upgrade everything that I already have on Blu-ray. Blu-ray's well, not if they're going to be – not if they're going to be a ridiculous price. I told you I put some DVDs on. They look fine. Yes. They look fine. Yes. Certain ones look fine. Some do. Yeah, some do. It just depends. Right. Some DVDs look good. Some some Blu-rays look better than some 4Ks. Like I was talking about that Descent Blu-ray. 
That Descent Blu-ray, no question, looks better than a couple of my 4Ks that I have. And the House of a Thousand Corpses Blu-ray look, looks phenomenal. It just happens that way sometimes. And sometimes that's, 4Ks are bullshit. They're not really, they're upscaled. Their, a lot of people say that's their best Blu-ray, the House of a Thousand Corpses, which was a very early Blu-ray. And a lot of people still rave that one. Yeah. Yeah, it's just sometimes 1080p it transfer. Um, yeah, supervised. But I've, I've I've read a couple of articles. If you just Google and research a little bit, read articles about uh, the uh, supervisor signed off by the director of photography. In this case, Dean Gundy, he did it for the thing for uh, Scream Factory and he did it for the for Arrow, but they both look different. So someone's like, well, if, like, wouldn't you think the director of photography <laughs> would have a little bit more say in it. I don't know if I already voiced this argument on the show last episode or not, but it just is weird that a movie could have like that he did and he's supervising will have two sort of different looks to it. You figure, right. It's just interesting. And well, just so like the you, Halloween, how you got the different, you know, there's the Cundi approved one, which I have that one. And then there's different ones, different Blu-ray cuts and some of the colors are different. And some of the things look different, you know, Halloween three now, that one's going for sixty bucks. That is that is the four K scan. Well, that's why I got it, the it, I got the Halloween two and three because they're four K scans. I got I those two in steelbooks. I those haven't watched them. I bought them oh, over the past year. Looking back, I'm but like, they're upstairs. I'm not watch them. <laughs> oh, this October for Where's sure. Where's Goosebumps? I'm really excited. It's uh, <laughs> I'll bend over. I'll show you. <laughs> Firmly planted. I got goosebumps on the ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the ass. Anyway, oh, did we rate this? Anyway, I don't even know if we did. I don't even think we finished talking about it. We didn't no. finish talking about it. What's a stomach pounder? Anybody? Oh, that's, I have the same question. It's in my nose. What the hell's a stomach pounder? See, Christian. is it a Canadian thing? I have no clue. Is it an Antonio no. Bay thing? Is it an Edgar Allan Poe thing? <laughs> <laughs> Let's look it up. I'll look it up while you guys. Are I'm looking yeah. it up. I was looking it up right Oh, now. you are looking it up? How about, okay. I, oh. I should, I, 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 uh, it's funny because it's a Twitter thing. Someone asked him. And he goes, a stomach pounder is a phys, a phys ed exercise. Well, why would he ask for one? A Coke and a stomach pounder. What's a a stomach pounder There's a lot of actual a... questions about this. What's a stomach pounder? The fog. During the scene when Andy's walking, or perhaps I heard, no, that was just him asking the question. There isn't really an answer to this. Basically just a made-up term. People have theorized. Uh, Tommy Lee Wallace claims it's a gym exercise, not a food item. What? So... So if you're going to drink a Coke, you're going to have to do a stomach pounder after. Okay, well, there you go. However, no in one of the Halloween sequels, maybe they did this it's, as a joke. It's a, it's a, a stomach thick drink. Yeah, a thick drink. <laughs> a thick drink? Yeah, like the cum That's that like you drank stomach? last night. <laughs> <Sorry. Yeah. laughs> that you That's what a stomach pounder is? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. So he wants two drinks, a Coke and another thick drink. Oh, that sounds like a lot. I don't know. You see, they mentioned the... Um, that band, the freaking um, oh, what are they called? What's the name of the band with with John Carpenter and Nick Castle? The um, oh, for Christ's sakes, how do you guys not know this? Well, I don't know either. Why? Who am I talking about? Yeah, you know what? Whatever. Yeah, you. I knew it at one point. I, I usually know, but at the, at the top of my, it's not there. But they mentioned the band. Um, oh, the Carpenter. The electric shoes. <laughs> no. Not the electric shoes. No. Not that. Nope. How about Dick Baxter? They mentioned him. I saw Dick Baxter, the guy said, from Halloween. He grew up a couple years later, and he's dead. He, he got a job in, in, in the ship, in the shipping industry, or he's a boater or a fisherman or something like that. Poor bastard. All he had to do was date freaking Laurie Strode, and everything would have turned out different for him. He would have stayed in Haddonfield. You don't think he's going to show up in the sequel next year? 
<laughs> he probably will at this rate. Bastard. Yeah. Was he the one who uh, fell on her? Well, I think so, and that's what I was going to say. What a screen! She really is the screen queen, and I didn't mention it at the prom night, but I thought about it when I was watching. When she does all the screams in Halloween, you know, part one specifically, and then we see her doing it in prom night, and then here, she really lets, she's a, a great screamer. She has a great shriek for freaking somebody that's scared. Man. Shriek. I didn't go shriek. <laughs> that has two good scares. You get the teaser scare when the, when the, like the kind of the filing cabinet opens and the maps fall out and whatnot, and then the dead body falls on top of her. Great. Yeah. And yeah. that, mor- that morgue scene is fantastic, too. Oh, yeah, it, that yeah, was added likes, in. Yeah. That's a cool scene, though. It's like a warning. Three more. Yes, it is cool. Yeah. yeah I, I like I, that. Pretty much everything they added, I like. I'm not so sure about the Close Encounter stuff at the beginning. That's what always reminded me of Close Encounters, the third kind, without like when everything's going wire and shit. It just seems odd that that, that ghost would just... That, that's a, uh, Because I've seen Close Encounters first, I guess. Uh, when I oh, see you that, mean the I, cars? I, I thought you meant the, the look of the cars... With their lights going on, the, the horns going, and everything else. Remember when they're in that I, shop yeah, and things it, are it shaking just, and shit. I, I the understand whole, the whole thing. The whole thing. Alien to me. Yeah, it it's is very alien. alien. It's more. It's definitely more alien than ghost. But it, it's kind of. It's kind of. It almost felt like maximum overdrive. Like okay. things are about to go crazy and it's come space, alive. But I, when I picture ghosts, you know what I mean. Yeah, almost, no, it is. You're right. It, it definitely. <laughs> it definitely feels more, more spacey. They could have just had random scenes like the kid cleaning up in the grocery store random scenes of them being killed and dragged away by the uh by the lepers you know it could have just had shown blake and them in the shadows because that was like my favorite part of of the kills are actually i mean the kills where you see them get stabbed even though there's no blood they're they're solid but the best kills are when they kind of lurk and pull you into the shadows like mrs cobra it's like dan and, and uh even dick i mean you know he does get choked and stuff, but the way uh, Blake or whichever leper kills him is like sort of just lurking in the background when he's talking and he's he's kind of telling him like it's, you know, what's going on and he sneaks up on him. And a connection to uh, the other two movies we talked about tonight, Glowing Eyes, which was a big thing back in the day. Yes. Some Glowing Eyes. So there's a connection Looks here cool. to the movies. Hungry eyes. Yeah. How about Hungry eyes. eyes. <laughs> well, look at you and I can't describe I got glowing eyes. <laughs> or they could be singing that other song, Turn Around Bright Eyes. Turn Around Glowing Eyes. <laughs> you know who Every now and then I fall apart Heart. and I need you more tonight. What is that, heart? And I need you more than ever. <laughs> it's not heart. Uh, no, Who's no, it? it's Bonnie. Um, Bonnie oh, Tyler. Tyler, thank you. Is that John Carpenter's man? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, do, okay. Do you know who Blake is pay, played by? The leader of the uh, the leader of the pack, the lead guy, Blake. Loomis. No, Rob Botin. Ooh. Who does the makeup on this? Yeah. You, you know what's weird though? It's Rob Botin, who's, who's apparently a pretty big guy. But when I see him standing there it, when he's small. in the church. He looks like freaking uh, a Kurt Russell. He, he uh, for some reason, it looks like uh, Snake Pilskin to me. I don't know like, why, but that looks what... more like Jack Russell, Terrier. <laughs> <laughs> Jack oh. Russell, the the janitor from freaking Prom Night too. It's <laughs> this is so 
way past the time I should be cracking the joke. But when you said it looked spacey earlier, I almost cracked the branded joke. I said they could have just put Kevin Spacey in there. And then it was like such a branded joke that I stopped myself. But now that you brought the the Jack Russell joke, I had to bring it up. You okay there? Did I make you sick through like the computer? <laughs> I muted my mic because I'm dying. Yeah, I think I caught COVID. Christian. Oh, no. See, see how, see how these guys are. See you there see, next week. See? I'll get to see, see you there. See you there. Yeah. See you there. <laughs> <laughs> no punctuation whatsoever. Yeah. See you there. You had to have an exclamation point or a question mark. Or either way. So it would have been either see you there or see you there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and no one knows what we're talking about. It's something that has to do with. <laughs> Bottom line is this: use punctuation in your text, please. Or, oh, or your, um, God, so. all right. Well, I guess we got to get out of here. Brandon's dying, and C's not doing too well either. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess that's that. So, the climax was amazing. I'll, I'll say that again. The, the oh. last twenty minutes with the kid, everything that's going on with the kid and Stevie Wayne ca- talking to him. Oh, yeah. go ahead. You know what I mean, yeah. and all that. Shit. That's great. The chase on top of the the lighthouse is great, or chase, but just how she has to go there. They're all coming up. It's fantastic. (laughs) Once she said chase, I picture her running around a little. (laughs) Can't catch me, motherfucker. (laughs) She should have taken her shoes off. She had those fucking like heels on. It's just like, oh, it's just good stuff. It is. It is. I like the way she narrates them to the church. The church is a cool setting. Yes, it is. I like the way Nick attempts to save Father Malone. You know, pulling him off the cross. Like nobody else does. He's just like, he's like oh, let's pull this guy off the cross. He's being electrocuted here. Now, does it bother you that all they want is gold? They want gold and they're six. I mean, what can they do with it? What can they do with the gold once they got it? It's not they're going to go and spend it or, or buy a better it, life. It's like uh, Goonies. Yeah, well, I was just going to say One-Eyed Willie. Yeah, it's One-Eyed Willie. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I get it. Willie ain't doing shit with his gold. Why does yeah. he need booby traps all over the fucking thing? That's for Booby Willie. traps. <laughs> Oh, that again. <laughs> I'll never understand that joke still. I, I, I just don't get it. That's what I said, booby traps. Okay, well, that's it is what you said. I, I don't get the joke. What's the joke? Tell me. I don't get it either. So why does everybody talk about it? Because he can't pronounce the pro- word properly. They think he he's... says it just fine, booby. How is it not proper? Maybe because you're think... saying booby. <laughs> what is that that you keep sticking it's in like your head? It's like one of those like, tire pressure things, and it, it has like a retractable thing, and I'm just... Oh, okay. Retractable <laughs> penis. Oh, no, detachable penis. Sorry, wrong <laughs> well, it is retractable. It gets hard, and it is... It is retractable. That would be a toy. See, a dildo that freaking retractable. You can just pretend it's like it's going inside you, but it's not. It's like 10 feet long. Look at this. <laughs> retractable. It's a, mer- it's a merkin. It's a merkin. Yeah, jerking the merkin. It's a, retractable, a retractable merkin. Well, that's Could really you use a Merkin as a fake mustache, you think? It sounds like it'd be about the same size. Probably smell <laughs> really bad. <laughs> Goatee, wow. That Before used. That <laughs> used. A used yeah. Merkin. I wonder if they can sell them. <laughs> I'm going to start, instead of instead of Blu-rays and uh, 4Ks, I'm going to start collecting used Merkins. <laughs> you should put used Merkins on your shelves. Oh. Oh, and on that note. Yeah. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I am starting to fade. I apologize. Let's, Let's get out of here. Yeah, no, I, I love that ending. It gives the goal, but, uh, you know, he's still questioning why. Like, why didn't they take him? Why didn't they come, Why didn't they get their six? And then, of course, there they are. And it's just a very creepy, downbeat 
quiet ending. Very quiet. It's sort of like nerves. It's very nervy in that sort of quiet decapitation. I like that. I like that they didn't have any sort of like grand music playing. Did you see the remake? Either either of you? Nope. I haven't. I, I did see it. I watched it. I've only watched it once. I remember not liking it, but I don't remember anything else about it. Is it good, Brandon? I never. I don't think I've seen it. I've never heard a good word about it. No, no one ever talks. I, I almost want to watch it again just to just to compare, just to see it again, just to say I did. But it, it, I, I know it's it's almost one of those universally hated remakes. Right. Yeah. I'll never watch it. No, thank you. Anyway, this movie I really came up on. I, I'm so happy that this happened. I, I think I am going to watch it again during Halloween week, which, hey, not, by the way, next show will be in October. So yippee. Uh, but yeah, uh, I came up, I, once upon a time, it would have been like an eight out of 10. Now I'm up to a nine. Cool. I'm actually 9.5. It's actually one of my favorite, uh, of his horror films. Um, obviously the thing is my all time favorite, but, uh, it's great. And, and, and it, it's definitely grown on me, as I said earlier as well. I probably was maybe more of a seven, seven and a half. If, if that, like, I just, I liked it. I thought it was good, but I, I, I didn't think it was up to the other John Carpenter films that I saw at the time. And now yeah. I, I think it's right up there. So Yeah. And I'm, I'm 8.5 out of 10. So right there with cool. you guys. Uh, just one question. If he had returned the gold earlier in the film, if he had, you know, called for Blake and said, here's the gold, would they have just killed him and not killed six? Hmm. Or do they need six to make up for the six conspirators? Wow. Good question. Maybe they need six. Or maybe they were going to come and they were going to take six that girl from Blossom. <laughs> I love Six from Blossom. Genevon oh, Oi. Genevon yeah. Oi. I had a crush on her back then. Yeah, too. me too. <laughs> yeah. And I, I dated I never, a girl. I barely ever watched that show. I, I can't say I've never seen it. I watched it, it for her. Yeah. Just for her. I saw her in passing. I said, I'm going to watch this show. For this <laughs> <laughs> wow. I don't know. Good question, though. I, I Hard to say. Maybe if they were calmed down. Uh, well, that's why I feel like he gets killed. Maybe not even so much because they need to fill their quota of killing the six, but because he is the one true descendant of of the ringleader of the conspirators. And also the fact that he he knew about the gold the whole time. It's not like they discover it. He's like, wait here. And he goes through the door and he's dragging the big gold uh, cross so it's almost like he's uh he's responsible for everyone wait, getting wait killed here a second yeah yeah and then he's trying to... it's not well, like they're nobody does know he pulls the cross right out that cross was huge <laughs> jesus could fit on that fucking thing no but what i'm saying is it's, it's not like they discovered it in the in like in the walls or anything he doesn't know they want the gold until that time comes that's what I'm trying to say. But he's reading the journal throughout, so I'm wondering if maybe. Oh, so he's just going to assume it? Well, people are dying and there's fog because this happened. I don't know. That's a lot to come up with, don't you? Well, think? he had he had the whole story about it. About I know, you know but he's going to think that this that, that a few things are happening. It must be murders because these ghosts want this gold. You know what I mean? Why would he deduct that? Because well, no, he deducted because he has the journal. I get that, but just because he found that information, why does that mean that? He's he's living in this church. How does he know what's happening outside? That the fog means that these people are getting whacked. He just knows that the anniversary's coming, and he's discovered this thing, and he's like, "Oh yeah. man, I just found out that this this place was was formed on on, on false pretense. That they're freaking they, they did this. He just found this out. It yeah, it all comes all. to fruition at the end. I think. But, as, doesn't, he, as, but doesn't he say at the end, "Why didn't they take their sixth? He said, and "I'm he, the sixth. Take yeah. me." Right. By then, yeah, he, I'm the, he so six he knows. Murders. 
Yeah. Because there was discussion by that point in the church, and they were talking about the people that had been whacked. This happened, this happened, this happened. Yeah. Oh, you know yeah. I, mean? I love the way they just immediately, like, Mrs. Coberts, number five. Like, didn't, you know, when they came to right. rescue uh, Andy, they didn't even ask where Mrs. Coberts is? They just she grabbed. Sucked. She did suck, but they just grabbed him. They're not like, where, where's Coberts? Like, no. Like, the fog got her. Like, just later in the church, Andy's like, oh, yeah, Mrs. Coberts is dead. No, no. They should have been what? looking for Colbert's guy. They should have. Colbert's oh my guy. God! They should have had John Carpenter come back for his pay, and he was the sixth. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, Father, can I get that paid out now? <laughs> no, they should have the had fuck. Blake take out his sword and cut that mustache right off of him. <laughs> yeah, that... What happened to Bennett? You're right. Bennett never came back. He went home to drink. They should have had. Well, yeah, they, they should have had an ending with him. A drink. John Carpenter in 1980 turning down a drink. I doubt that. <laughs> he was writing the script for Halloween too. What do you mean? <laughs> oh, good. Well, another uh-huh. we that averaged up to twenty seven. That's uh, pretty darn good. It sure is. And next show we'll be added add up. <laughs> add it up. Isn't that what you said? I said yeah, averaged, averaged out. out, but if you average out a rating, yeah, it actually still... averaged out to nine. Yeah, but uh... <laughs> that, yeah. there you go, Mr. Edgar Allan Poe over here. Oh, ghost dead. The, the bitch on the phone. Wait, hold on a second, everybody. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> this doesn't happen. It's going to happen once a show. Where'd he go? I had I had to play. Look, he's he's going to probably... I think he bought Ghost Dad. He's oh, probably going to... He's going to hate this fucking movie. He bought it. He bought it. He bought it, I think, a family video. I think he went to get it. There it is. Oh. <laughs> Is that the collector's edition? edition? The penitentiary edition? (laughs) Where where Bill Cosby does his like... You're never going to be able to get your hands on this again. (laughs) That that I truly believe. Just like the Bad News Bears, the original That's what all the women said to Bill Cosby. (laughs) (laughs) Did you you know that he swore at the freaking thing? (laughs) Yeah. yeah, And the guy said something that he had a plane or something. That he had his own jet and he's probably going to take him. He said something about the prosecutor and he goes, well, oh, I forgot. I'll tell you next show. Something about that he cursed in court, though. And is he goes, the, you asshole. Is that the know. I'm getting sleepy edition of Ghosted? <laughs> <laughs> this, the, the, this drink tastes funny edition? Yeah. <laughs> What's in this pudding pop edition? <laughs> <laughs> Does he have an Asian daughter in this movie? No, she's black, but she... I, I, she yeah, look at that. Yeah, she kind of looks... Uh, a little Asian. Oh. What? Oh, you know, well, she looks like she's she being Juwan. That's crazy. Wow. Well, either way. So next show, we're gonna... <laughs> next show, it's October. Uh, I'll, just take, I'll give you the October lineup quick. The next show with The Lodge, it follows an Oculus. Right after that, it, Chapter 1 and 2, and Host. And then right after that, the one we were talking about earlier, Fright Night, The Ooh. Dead Zone, and Wax Works. Ooh, that's what a was good it? show. It, Chapter 1 and 2, and what? Host. Host. The, the hour-long movie that was yeah. made over the internet. So it works out. Two long ones and a shorty. Yeah, know? no, that's that's actually a good pair for And then Fright Night and that's what was it? Dead Zone and Waxworks. <laughs> I tried to do some pairings. I jiggled it around. I told the, uh, I told everybody. I jiggled it around. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Because you don't want to... We, we got to make it work. Did you, you confirm know, if it was Waxwork or Waxworks? The one that I put the movie in the first place. The movie I chose. Isn't that the original one? I call it Wax Works. Oh, I think I do usually. What's it called? Wax Work or Wax Wax Works? Work? Uh, no, is it? Yeah. Hold on. Let's see. Is there a Wax Work and a Wax Works? Yes. Uh, I don't believe you. Is he yeah, we we, we already checked us? this last show. You believe oh, me. No, believe me all your life. We, we, 
Hold the fuck. Listen, 1988, it's wax work, okay? Yeah. The only movie called wax works that I see anywhere is from 1924. So No, there's another one. That Brandon gonna... looked up. It goes by a different title. And the House we... of the Blood, yeah. nobody calls it that. There was okay, well, but title. but you but by calling it wax works, it's not wax work. It's like my wife when she used to call it. No, it is wax work. It's not wax works. You're like oh. by calling it wax works, it's not wax Thank work. You. It's wax work. <laughs> yes, wax work. And Fucking if you, if you want to get picky about it, if you look at the trivia, the I think the original title for this was wax work as well. Uh, I'm hey, talking and, about the house. And the Karate book. Kid originally, Mr. Miyagi said, "Wax on, wax off." He did. And I say, fuck you. <laughs> That's as colorful, colorful as I get. Wow. I guess it'd be, we better end the show on that. Wow. No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> He's getting upset. Poor no. bastard. Who's getting upset? <laughs> yeah. He, oh, sorry, I spaced out. <laughs> That's okay. I think Brandon's dying, too. I think, yeah, I think I'm getting sick all of a sudden. I'm not feeling well. You've been yeah. looking at me all show. It's just... Jesus. Look at this sweaty bastard. Oh. He ghosted at me, too. Well, you better go to the store, get a coffee, and make sure you put some fresh creme West in it. <laughs> creme Fresh West. That was my favorite, Creme Fresh West. It always reminds you of like a cream or something. Uh, well, Creme Fresh West. is like a, like a sour cream that they add in like soups. That's what Creme, that's what creme Fresh is. is yeah. that why that's, what, that's why I think your dad said Creme Fresh at first. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's like a thickening agent for like soups. It's like a sour cream. I just thought it was something you came up with uh, just out of bad memory. Fresh no, creme, creme, creme fresh. Creme fresh? It creme is something? Fresh. Yeah, it's I spelled mean, like F-R-A-I-C-H, <laughs> creme fresh. And that, folks, is the signification <laughs> that parts over. Turn out the lights. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. So put on some other podcast, I guess. We, we're out of here. Christian says so. <laughs> so... Thank you, everyone. We love you Thank more you. than you'll ever know. And we'll see you in October. We love, we love you long time. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you.